We're starting the Delray Misfits podcast, episode 76, and I have the, a blast from the past and a uh, current and future freak. <laughs> at his age, I saw him recently, I was astounded. It's Big Larry. Hello. Hello, Welcome, hello, hello. Welcome, Larry. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome. Thank you. How old are you? How old are you? I'll be 64 on in September. No shit. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I love bragging about it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he, he looks younger than me. He does. Well, actually, somebody said that at the gym the other day. Yeah. They hey. said, who is that, your dad? No, I said, that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, How long have you been in South Florida? Uh, 22 years. Okay. 22 years. I moved here... Um, a year and a half before 9-11. I worked in the World Trade Center for like seven years before I moved here. I moved here, uh, been here for 22 years. Beautiful place. I mean, I got out of New York for the right, not like because of the Blasio and Cuomo. Right. I got <laughs> because I wanted to see palm trees and uh, girls that are in magazines. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, some of the girls I saw accompany Larry at the gym were 12s. I paid for those. <laughs> the, kind of, the kind of girls that me and Andrew would think about in our beds. Yeah, which made me really nervous. There was that one time they let you uh, bodyguard my girlfriend. It made yeah. me very nervous. Yeah. Well, we I thought we were have children that look like you too. We were very respectful of women back then because we were so shy, which is good. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> when, did you, when did you meet Lenny when you first came down here? Oh, man, it was awesome. We started training at the World's Gym on Atlantic Avenue, which to me, and that was Jim Willard. You know, I love Jim Willard. He had the best gyms ever. Um, so I, I trained. I used to train on Golds in, uh, on Federal Highway near um, Yamato. Mike that, Quinn owned that. Yes, okay. yes. And what happened is that closed down for renovations. That was on Spanish River and Federal, right? No, no. That was another gym. I, I forget the name of that. But the Mike Quinn gym was the old Corey. It was Corey Everson gym, and then it became a gold gym. And that's where I trained when I went down. They renovated it, and then I went to uh, – somebody said, you got to try this world gym. It was a ride. But I went there at that time, and I was like, my God. It was like, you know, gym heaven. I never saw anything. The guy built the best gyms, anatomically correct equipment. You know, four of these, three of these, all different types. And for all the maniacs, that's the old world gym we always reference. Why well, I met you, Calora, Big Richard, Salt. Which is, n- which is now Planet Fitness. <laughs> Unfortunately, there wasn't any filming done back then. Cause we would have went viral. Oh, it, it, we, we, but so here's what happens. I go into gym. I'm com- I was competing. And... Um, these two monsters came into the gym. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were, and I was about maybe, I was dieting, so I was about 260, 270. So he, he walks in, he's about 4 what? How big were you? About 440. About 440, and Andrew was about what, 350? 5'9", yeah. Yeah, 5'9". <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was amazing. So they walk in, and I'm watching them train, and I trained very heavy, and I needed a partner for certain exercises. So I can, we just, became friends they were both beyond quiet you know I actually thought they were mutants and you know, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't talk but we trained and like we would be the only guys in the gym squatting 605 650 leg pressing maybe 40 plates on the leg press 45 plates putting people on top of the leg press it was it was awesome great stories from that from that also yeah Larry said whatever he wanted to to get fired up he didn't care yeah who was listening, and if they wanted to get in his face, he would 
wanted to have. Oh, no. I made fun of everybody <laughs> there. <laughs> you were also one of the nicest guys in that gym. Yeah. Because I always used to walk mm-hmm. by you and say hi. You were always very friendly. Mm-hmm. You're, well, you're biggest dude there, but you're also always a very friendly dude. It was, that's important to me. I'll be honest with you. I'm like that today. So I have a million, you know, you guys saw me recently. Yeah, yeah. That's, yep. You know, a million people come up. If I'm at the gym, it gets me half a get, half hour to get started between the 16-year-old kids and the people I know my age. Yeah. But, you know, you try to do that. You want to influence yourself on the young guys. Well, Lenny's been doing You guys have been doing that lately at the gym when I see Recently, you. Recently. It yeah. took us a lot to get out of our shell, and I'm trying to think what it was. We just had low self-esteem because I guess maybe in my case, my father beat, you know, his ex-pro football player beat me down my whole life. Yeah, you were very quiet, man. Steps. You were so quiet. For your size, it was just – but it had a mystique about it. It did have a mystique about it. And Andrew was your, like – little brother or whatever you want to say he was he just was, the same way. yeah i hooked up with him because i saw his 17 year old repping 365 on crazy. a flat bench natural crazy. and we got on a little gear a little d-balling test and he was adding a plate a week to his deadlifts because he had had no back and he would do everything to keep up with me and most of the stuff he was beating me on already right but he went from doing a plate on deadlifts to like four or five months later repping seven plates yeah. off the floor. I, I remember it. And you his know what his body grew four inches yeah. in that period. His body was built for it, though. Yeah. His, his limbs were perfect. And his diet, he had good home cooked Italian food. But I'll let you, your diet, when you guys were gaining weight, I'll give you a good story. So one time, <laughs> I'm leaving the gym. They're in a parking lot, and they're uh, laying on his bike. And which was awesome. It was like a it was like a circus animal, you know, like the, the bear on the <laughs> like bike. It's what it looked like, you know, like a circus animal. No shirt on, hairy, just the circus animal. And and like cars used to hit each other on the street when he drove by. They couldn't hey, some oh some God. escaped. So so we're in the parking lot and I always would go outside with them and they had the you had the truck and we'd sit on the tailgate, remember? Yeah. And they would break out gallons of milk and eat bars of butter. <laughs> Because of the fast. In the heat. (laughs) They had to eat it before it melted. (laughs) And everybody thought I would have a heart attack. You know, cardiologists where I worked at the hospital would warn me all the time. And here I am at 51. Now, diabetes maybe, but, you know, I don't think all that fat's as bad as it is. Yeah, but we didn't have, don't forget, we we had nowhere near the supplements or all the knowledge that these young kids have today or, or the bodybuilders today. It's like they're less intense. Yeah. First time I saw Larry, he had the shorts and tank top on. He looked bigger than the Ultimate Warrior. That was big. ripped. Stand out. I mean, talk about the look. A guy six four. I know you probably shrunk an inch. Yeah, right of here. course we do. And <laughs> about <laughs> close to two eighty, and your body fat couldn't have been any more than eight percent. Yeah, I, I attribute when I was looking that good to Defendus, to John Defendus, because he was. Uh, we became best friends. I met him at the gym. He started training me. Man, the knowledge he bestowed upon me. Like, we would train like maniacs. Just throw everything on the bar and just try to break something. Like you guys did a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see he's, Larry's kept that muscle. Yeah, it's hard. I notice guys training that way keep the muscle. Greg Valentino being one of them. Trained under Defendus. Yep. What do you attribute that to? Genetics or? Um, you know, so listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a bodybuilder. Um, I did it for, for me. I was an athlete, and once you get to a certain point as an athlete, what do you have to challenge yourself with? So I challenged myself with weightlifting, and then a show would be to challenge myself to see how good I could do. It wasn't how good I could compete or do a, a first or a second or win a show. It was just for me to get in shape at a certain age. So I did them at 40. I did a, the Mr. New York Natural, and I actually won it at 40. 
Uh, then I came down here and started competing. Lenny was with me at 48. I did the uh, Delray Beat. Oh, no, it was the West Palm. I won. I was 257 on stage at 48. Jeez. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's when defenders trained me. And I, and I did the Southern States, which I didn't do that well because it was the last show I knew I ever could do because I had to get hip surgery. And uh, so I just did it. You know, I didn't do well. I probably took – I was in the top ten, maybe sixth or seventh. But it, I could have done a lot better if I was healthy. But, um, but I did it for the love of it. You know what I'm saying? It had nothing to do with, uh, like you guys did. I mean, you guys did it for the love of it, man. You only come, what competition? You guys were in that one bench press thing that one time, right? Yeah. Yeah, you went into a bench press just so you guys could, because they would bench the world, but they never went into a competition. No shirts, which I admire. They did raw. Andrew, did, when he did a 650 with a pause, he didn't even have a wrist wrap or belt on. And he got up off the bench like the regular person would yeah. get off a toilet. It just didn't matter. It flew up. Yeah, it didn't. He it wasn't flew in, up. He wasn't impressed by. I still call it one of the best bench presses in the history of the world. Yeah, you no should get people to reference that that uh, tape. Yeah, I don't think people have seen that tape. No, yeah, a lot they, a lot they, of people Andrew, have. Like like oh, you have? Because yeah. that that you know you want to see power, man. I mean, you know, today the guys. And let me tell you something. The gear. I mean, it wasn't like you know I was taking a lot of gear. These guys were taking a lot of gear. I don't even know about half the stuff these guys <laughs> took. We just took such basic things. Maybe we know. ask you your cycle that you can remember as best uh, from back then. I tell you, it was so simple. Until now. I, again, you know, we, you know, you have guys training you. Uh, just test. Um, DECA. Uh, you know, far out, you know, just put some weight on. Um, maybe switch from DECA to equipoise. Um, and then when you get closer to the show, you stay on your test. You know, bring it down with some Winstrol, Anavar, and stuff like that. But it was... You know, low dosages. I after I did one show with uh, Defendus, I uh, had another woman who was actually in Miss Olympia and took second a couple of years in a row. She put me on a thing. She gave me a, a cycle she wanted me to put on, and I swear to God, it was a scroll of drugs. I, I couldn't. I first when I can't pronounce something, I ain't taking it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good rule to have. And other than your hip replacement, how how well is that going? That was a way? nightmare. So after that show, we did the hip replacement, and this is to everybody out there. If you ever get a prosthetic put in, make sure you when you t find a good surgeon, but find what kind of materials they're putting in your body, what kind of foreign materials they're going to put in your body. With me, back then they had the metal on metal hip, and they put it in me when I was 50 and told me to do my thing and it literally rubbed together and disintegrated in my body and it caused my blood was about 10% cobalt and chromium so I almost died from it so when I took it out I was totally rotted on the inside out I had about three years ago four major surgeries within a nine-month period and almost died of staph and Klebsiella pneumonia at one time so yeah, so when you have a, like a knee done or anybody, all the older guys out there, make sure they know what the fuck they're putting in. Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. yeah make sure they know what, because I get a little emotional with that because it really changed my whole life. Changed my whole life. In what way? Um, you know, don't forget, you, you, when you get hurt like that mentally, when you're always training, you're, you know, you're, you're training, you always want to look good. You never want to not look good. So having a prosthetic hip, but, and also I was on the, a walker for a year and a half. And I had a pick line in my right, my left arm for six months, which is, I had to have antibiotics put in me twice a day. So I had all this stuff in me. It was just, it was just humiliating personally because I had to go through all that personally. But the people in the gym were the biggest motivating thing to me. They were, they they would get more motivated me walking in on a on a walker every day and training so the best can, I could. Oh, that's great. Man. So they were my, they were the best. That's why the gym family thing, you know, like we're friends forever. Right, I know the. I yeah. ran into a couple of guys here on a podcast. We haven't seen each other, but we all know each other. It's a fan. It's a cult. It's a family. 
But those were the days back then. Oh, the person. Oh, we, God. we learned a lot from you. I did as a as a man. You know, you're the opposite of what they call beta males. The millennials are. They're oh. so feminine. And they let women see, run the show. Well, you too see much. that a lot now, and the gyms have changed so much since. But now it's like it, it, I went to Del Rey today. It's like a fucking fashion show. With yeah, these kids. a lot. There's no intensity. They're right. all. They got all wear their special. It's the phones, bro. Clothes it's the phones. Yeah. The phones. I mean, reluctantly, I mean, I we have to use the phone now to make a living. But. <laughs> no, no, it's different when you're filming a podcast, Rob. Right. I know. I didn't that. like I mean, it at first when kids were bringing out that. I didn't like it one bit. We never t- we didn't talk when us three trained together. Yeah. You know, it was trying to catch our breath, first of all, from the weight we were using. <laughs> and then, you know, re-gearing up, re-wrapping up and stuff like that. But um, it's the phones, man. You know, they're, the music, the texting. You know, they could sit on a piece of equipment for 10 minutes and then start up again. I, I, that's why they're never going to, without drugs, they're never going to achieve a good look at all. Everything's dependent on drugs. It's just, it's a shame. Old school, you know, kids should get online, look at the old school bodybuilders, good friends of mine like Mike Quinn, Defendus. These guys did like that kind of things on like nothing, you know? Yeah. They were amazing. They trained like maniacs though. Larry, any chance of you doing an over 70 a little bit down the road? Wow. <laughs> wow. Maybe I can go into that wheelchair commission, uh, competition <laughs> at Sunshine <laughs> by that time. What is that? You can make it by like six more years. Let me tell you something. If I was any type of shape, shit, I would. Yeah. I still have my ass, which I know most guys at 60 pull their asses around their knees. <laughs> Before you two ran into each other in a gym a few weeks ago, when is the last time you guys saw each other? Come on. Jeez. He, I saw. And who recognized who? I was actually Andrew Kalor. Well, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I recognized that. You're kidding me, right? I think it was 2007. Yeah. At the World Gym that we filmed at, Larry told me he was going back to working with John Defennis again. So you used to go to Delray Fitness a little bit. Uh, the Delray, where Delray LA Fitness? No, the World Gym where we, where we filmed at. That's where I lived. That's where we met. I mean, across I was, the street when it moved. Oh no, no! I, yes, I did. Yes, I, did. yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Time I saw Larry was in the parking lot. There. Yes, that's where we saw each other in the parking lot. Yeah. I was getting ready for a show. Yeah. Yep, that's where we saw each other. He and I was training with defendants. Absolutely right. So that was about. He's right. It's been a long time, but I had a lot of people. You know, Louie and uh, Donnie from the Muscle Store always give me updates on you. They yeah. tell me about your condition, and when I saw you, virtually with. 90% of your mass, maybe more that you had back in the day. I was like, wow, what a great recovery. Yeah. Because I was, wasn't expecting it. It was a diet. Don't find, I'm a, you know, I married, I got married 11 years ago uh, to a girl named Kirsten Erratic. And when I got married to her, she, she, was, uh, she was competing. And she took uh, second in Miss USA that year as a lightweight and took second that year in the nationals as a middleweight. Yeah, wow. she's so she's off the chain. And um, so, you know, I have a younger wife. She eats perfect. She's actually 18 years younger than me if she's listening to this. I always <laughs> brag about that. That's what happens, guys, when you look good at my age. There you <laughs> go. There you 18 go. years. Yeah. Well, every girl I, I don't uh, No, no, not every girl, honey. But no. <laughs> I thought Brad had the record with the youngest girl. Why, what, well, how old? Your girl's, what, 29? You're 43? Yeah. Oh, I, I crushed that, man. Brad, I crushed that. <laughs> I'm the opposite. My girlfriend's 49. So I'm you're the smartest one here. <laughs> <laughs> that basically makes you the smartest one. Your girl one. looks good. Portuguese. 20, she looks in her 20s. So you're a boy toy. You're a boy toy. 
Yeah. No. no <laughs> hold, on, hold on. Really? You're not even going to say that? Unless she's, what, homeless? I'm not driving around in her BMW. Let's put it that way. All right. So. If you ask, you can. <laughs> I'm already saying too much in case. See that? Yeah, you got to edit it. Sean Michaels music. He's just a boy toy. <laughs> I just watched that on TV the other day. That bio. That you was still watch wrestling? Uh, I do. I do. I like what they have on right now. They have all these bios of all the old wrestlers. Yes. Like yes. Randy Savage they had on the other day, yeah. Roddy Roddy. Um, I haven't seen one on Stinger yet, but, you know, I had the one on Andre, which I thought was the best one. Yeah. Now, did you wrestle? No. no. I had a chance. Yeah. Um, I blew it, man. But you know all these guys, oh, right? I, What happened is that there was a gym in California where I lived there. I lived in Cali for about nine years. And uh, I trained. I was dating a girl, um, and her, her brother-in-law was Sting. The wrestler. So Sting was just starting, and uh, he was very shy. He didn't know what to do in front of the mic. So I used to tutor, <laughs> like yell and scream and stop looking into the camera type of thing. And he started picking it up. And then he said to me, come on, Larry, come with me. You, me and you could be tag team partners. I was Ooh. like, and I was doing so well in the stock market at the time. I was like, man, there ain't no money in that. Like an idiot. without risking putting your body on the line like that why why do it but you could still do the yeah. stocks but the fame though you know yeah well think about bodybuilding i mean even weightlifting for your whole life what's the difference yeah yeah i mean i still had a hip replacement and um, you know my knee hurts you know to your me, elbow you look you look more impressive than the ultimate warrior in your 40s well, uh, well he he was amazing we we trained at stanford goals where the, all the wwf guys trained that's why i lived for about two years in stanford and um they were all there every day I saw them all wow. every day. That's well, that's where the WWF has their headquarters, right on 95. Yeah. And before they built their internal gym, they let everybody train at the uh, Gold's Gym in Sanford. And it was awesome gym, too, another awesome gym. But, I mean, you walk in, you got the Road Warriors, you had uh, Ultimate Warrior, you had, uh, I mean, you had all the bodybuilders. We talked about Danny Padilla the other day. Yeah, they had the, yeah. all the bodybuilders with there, Jim Quinn. Yeah, they were all there. Stridham. What a gym that was. <laughs> it yeah. was insane. What a federation that was. They had their own TV show, and I guess the general public didn't catch on, but I loved it. Oh, man. Yeah. But again, we're, we're, we're junkies. Yeah. And wrestling was – I do still watch wrestling, but they're so unbelievably acrobatic. I've never seen – they're not as – you can't be as big as Lex Luger right. or some of the guys back then and do all the – what's his name? Manif Magnificent Morocco. Remember yeah. him? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that guy was – Imagine him doing a somersault off the top rope. <laughs> Snooker? Yeah, he I liked could fly. that back then. Those guys scared me. No, they were terrifying. Those guys were terrifying. They put the fear of God in me. The Undertaker, when he was really the yeah. Undertaker? Come on, man. Would you swallow a load before you came here? <laughs> no, I saw that. Oh, that's it's causing mucus in your throat? Yeah. Huh. I got off the antibiotics, but... Huh. How'd that go? I didn't want... How'd your doctor appointment go? Uh, it was pretty bad. You know, the blood sugar was 360, so I got out oh. of the insulin... And I'm concerned that's causing a lot of withering away at the muscles, so I got to get that under control. Yeah. It's very it's depressing. Almost, yeah, but it's hard. Again, now we're talking about it, it's just hard to accept your body. That's what changing. I did for it's being hard. over 400 pounds. Made myself insulin resistant during that yeah. period, and now you're going to pay the price. Well, everyone that does this, like at a young age, it's, it's a temporary high. You know, you're going to fall a fucking pot. Well, what did your, <laughs> your doctor recommend you do? Increase the insulin dosage, which I'm doing. Mm. What about diet-wise? Anything? No, my diet's actually the cleanest it's been, but the damage Carbon has been done. Carbon Did you lower that? 
it's my well, I'm, you know, training for that fight now, so I got to keep the carbs up. So did I miss something here? What fight? Who's he fighting? Uh, Mr. G, you know that crew with, uh, up in New York with Dave Palumbo. Oh, really? Yeah, he challenged me to a, f a fight, MMA style. So we're gonna hopefully do it at Orlando the weekend of the Olympia at a, at a gym close by. Let me call by. the guy a total moron. The guy flipped out and lost his shit. Challenge him to a fight and. He, he has he has a line of protein cookies and all that. Oh, is stuff. that what the cookie thing is all yes. about? Yes. yes, yes, which are actually good. Really? Yeah. Right. Thank you, Rob from New Jersey. Sent me a box of them, and you got a you got a box too. Yeah, they, they're pretty good. They are good. But you know, it's I got to get that done. I mean, I'm, hopefully it'll be financially uh, worth it. A yeah, good endeavor. And they're trying to get. Sure. Uh, Sean Ray to fight Lee Priest on the undercard, but oh my God, I don't think Sean Ray's going <laughs> to. I think it's a, it would be a w real big hit. People want to see that. That I would saw, be sick. I, I saw these guys shape these guys. I now. saw Lee Priest posted something with gloves on, hitting yeah. the bag. Well, oh really? Some good form. What's the beef between Sean Ray and Lee Priest? Well, they never liked each other. No, they never liked each other. And a lot of guys I heard don't like Sean. Yeah, he's. I've never talked to him. I've seen him, but he's a standoffish. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess what? I don't he, think he's going to do it. He could be at what he was at the time. He was phenomenal. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Because it gives you know people a chance to see something that's real that they haven't seen before. Well, that went over big years ago with the uh, celebrity boxing guys yeah. challenging guys. Yeah, you know, in boxing that was that was. It's uh, gotten out of control now. You know, with Jake Paul and all this other. And Canseco looked like he took a dive yeah. for a million bucks. I, well, he, he, wasn't he living in someone's garage recently or something? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I read. Yeah. So a million dollars is going to go a long way when you're in somebody's garage. You <laughs> buy a lot of good garage furniture. <laughs> God, what happened to him? He was the best player in the league in the 80s. I mean, he could club him, man. But he was him and, could, him and McGuire together, man. Do you see? Yeah. They look like two linemen. That was fun. Canseco opened up a car wash in Las Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. Recently? Good. Did he? Yeah. There you yeah, go. Sure. He's following uh, Lenny Dykstra on a bunch of car, <laughs> car washes. Yeah. <laughs> Nails. Yeah. The road to 20. Yeah. 20 years. But to be that big, 240, 250 pounds, leading the league in stolen bases. Yeah, he was four, amazing. amazing. He did the 40 for 40. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you're actually right. Tight end, too. You're actually right. I forgot about that. Oh, he was an athlete, man. He was an athlete. Never he met him either. He was a really shy kid. I saw his biography the other day. He wouldn't even want to speak in class. He would take a failing grade because he didn't like to speak in a. Didn't he have an impediment class. of some type? You ever see his eye twitches yeah, and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah, he had an impediment. Yeah. You know, so maybe, you know, these kids, when they grow up, you know. I was watching another day, the Basketball Hall of Fame. Tamika Catchings went in. She's deaf and has a speech impediment. Hmm. And she went to the Hall of Fame. I mean, it was very inspiring. Very inspiring. Yeah, I think Mike O'Hearn has a like, Does dyslexic, he? something like that. Can we really put Jason in the bodybuilding hall of fame? <laughs> <laughs> Do they have a bodybuilding hall of fame? Dave's supposed to start one. They that would be smart. They yeah. should build it here in Delray Beach. Perfect. <laughs> we could have a guy over. Maybe I'll have to be a guest again, and we could have somebody over, <laughs> like Mike Ronnie. Wayne. I actually know Ronnie. I can get Cutler and Ronnie. There you go. You know they're both in. There you go. Oh, so, you're, so you're the Larry from Jay Cutler's videos when he's screaming, Larry! I don't think so, but I'll take that credit. <laughs> Did he yell Larry in a good way or Larry, yeah, give me my wallet? <laughs> Speaking of uh, Jay Cutler, I was talking to the guy who owns Flex Appeal in Massachusetts, and that's where Jay Cutler's from. Yeah. And he asks, he asks Jay about you, Leonard. He's like, what do you think of Big Leonard? He, he has no idea what to make out of him. So. <laughs> but that's good. That's yeah. a good thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Lenny used to call him out a few years ago. We called each other out, but when I went to the Olympia, he put, took me to the front of the line. Andrew was there. He interviewed us. It was great. Really, huh? Really nice guy. Well, he was shocked to hear from them that you're actually a, re a real nice guy off camera. Yeah, especially after these recent illnesses and stuff. And and the fight, the fight is going to humble me, even though I plan to give 100%. You know, Cause you can make a fool of yourself for oh, eternity. Please. You, <laughs> you know, your mind's still 25, but your body is... Yeah. You know, of course, George, 85. George is 63, right. so he's like your age. He's I would put myself against a lot of 63-year-olds, honestly. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I'd probably get about seven yeah. or eight murder charges, but <laughs> I would definitely do it. That yeah. I pride myself on. What, my what else did you do for a living besides the stock market? Uh, worked in the stock market, um, got into um, – actually, it was really cool. So when I moved down here, uh, I came for six months. I said I was going to work for about a year. I got bored out of my just so much time you could lay in a pool during the day. You know what I'm saying? So I got a job at a place called Global Pictures, a motion picture company. They they were stuck. They wanted to make movies. They made a movie, but they couldn't raise money, and that's what I did. I was in the stock market. So I built an office with them, and we raised money for movies. We actually made three motion pictures, all like B-plus HBO-type films, but we had at the time, I don't know if your listeners know, Burt Reynolds was in them, Lou Diamond Phillips, yeah, Burt Lachlan Reynolds, Monroe. Burt Reynolds lived Jupiter. in Jupiter. Yeah, yeah Jupiter. Mm -hmm. And we actually filmed a scene on one of the movies at his house. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, so I got into that, and I was that was a trip. I mean, I remember one night we rented uh, Clematis Street. Well, not rent, we, we rented all of Clematis Street for a week. Yeah, they closed it down at 9, and then we had this, the thing till 4.30 in the morning. We were film. filming gunfight scenes out there, all sorts of gangster That's stuff. Awesome, and But I felt like so, that was a big shot deal. That I felt, because I was an executive producer. What movies? Jeez, uh, one was called The Night Club, K-N-I-G-H-T. I'm actually in the movie as a bouncer, which is amazing for me to play a bouncer, because I don't look like anything like a bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being fucking stereotyped, right? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be the ballet dancer, you know? So uh, it was all about bouncers in uh, Los Angeles. And the guy who made it, uh, Gannon, the director, was a big bouncer in L.A., so he really took it thing. And it was a club, I forget the names, they were renamed. But, um, yeah, it was, we, had, we had fun. It was a, a quite, a, quite a thing. Um, and then I got into the debt business, the credit card debt thing. And Getting back to the uh, movie business on it, you know, it reminds me of when you offered me and Andrew Kalora plane tickets to be in that movie. Mm -hmm. That was that Angeles. was the bouncer movie, and we were, you know, we wouldn't want to miss our training. No, that was the bouncer movie, yeah. the nightclub. Yeah, we turned. They would, and you Another know why they offered you? Robert Natolo, who was the president of the company, trained at that gym, and he saw me always with you guys. That's why you were supposed to be in the movie. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's one of the things. You would have had a nice part. You would have had a nice part. Yeah. Add it to the list. Meow Man, too, yeah. <laughs> Good fucking God. I know. Well, He's missed more opportunities than anybody. Well, you know, some, it's easy to say when it's not done. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, at least so. I made this podcast. That's right. This is something I would have never believed. Back then, him even talking in front of a microphone. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, mean, honestly, I thought he was Helen Keller's kid. <laughs> <laughs> Your, your food while you were on stage. Oh, that's my favorite story, man. We always talk about that. <laughs> so I'm doing a show. I'm dating a really beautiful woman. I moved down here with red hair, green eye, name Michelle. And I didn't want her to be alone in the crowd. And I wanted them. They wanted to come to the show. So I bought them tickets. I said, do me a favor. Just stay with Michelle. Keep an eye on her. And I'll do the show. But do me a favor. Here's like 30, 40, 50 bucks. 
go out and buy. What'd you go out and buy? Arby's. Arby's. He went up to Arby's. <laughs> I went to Wendy's. He went to Arby's, right? Of course. So I'm up on the show. You know, it's the night of the show. You're finishing. You're dead. You got no food, no water in you. You're just whether you came, you're pass out. All I kept thinking was that bag of fucking food. That's all I was thinking about. I get off the stage. And these two were like the two, they were like two children at that time because <laughs> I walked to them Delish. and I'm like, where's my food? Their eyes drooped and I knew right like away. Shit, like in shame. I said, you yeah. mother, like a dog that ate your fucking underwear. <laughs> Sorry. So, so I looked at him. I said, you fuckers did not eat my food. He goes, not all of it. They left me like a half a sandwich and <laughs> like two fries. There had to be fifty dollars off. He's in there. And you know what they said? The show was long. I got we got hungry, Larry. <laughs> that was embarrassing. Assholes. I don't know what I was. Never saying. went to another show with me again. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, after all that free tickets and oh, sitting out with a beautiful woman yeah. and, and then you ate my food. I'm surprised you guys didn't rape her. Fucking <laughs> 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 no, we were too shy. We were, we were afraid to approach a girl. Matter of fact, but you weren't afraid to eat Andrew, his food. Yeah, I was afraid of that because you know, I, I could buy and, more. That's Andrew's <laughs> the first person I know that bent six hundred as a virgin. No, he was a virgin all that time. Yes, when well, he I finally up. cooked him up with a blonde, but he actually till what age? Twenty-one. Oh, so that explains everything, why strong he was. He was getting more testosterone in him. Yeah. He was like yeah. a volcano. He wasn't afraid of the 600-pound bar, but he yeah. wasn't afraid to talk to him. Yeah, he was like Mount Suvius when I mean, he went off. Right? I would say you got to be like Larry, and I think you said it one time. Even if you talk to 10 girls, you... Process of elimination. I'll give you a positive response. You're batting 300. Hold on. That's my philosophy. If you're not even a good-looking guy, you can go around the bar, and you're going home with somebody. Couple of slaps in the face. Who gives a shit? You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Courage to come well, up to them. That's yeah. all You're right. Confidence. You're right. You know something, man. What can they say? I'm, I was. I've been on the phone my whole life as a stockbroker and raising money. I keep asking for money until they say "fuck you, you prick," and then I say, "Well, is that a is that a no?" <laughs> and then, then they hang up. Can I talk to your wife then about this? <laughs> so you know, persistency is you know. And that's, you know, hey, that's why I have a wife that's 18 years younger than me, right? That explains you a lot, because on the comments, they call us every name in the book, and the stuff doesn't bother us anymore. But, you know, some, who's throwing the comments? I would love to see the pictures of their exactly. resume. Exactly. Yeah, show me. Like, if somebody makes fun of me tomorrow, hey, I'll tell you where I live. Come to my house and just sit on the lawn with me. you tell me more about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> love to meet you, my man. So whoever that makes comments, you better have all thumbs up, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> stop and realize like can i even imagine having the time to go look for videos that i don't like to post that shit and that what kind of life do you have man what kind of life do you have when you're like that how miserable are you well that's exactly what it is misery loves company yeah and this in this environment today is these kids just stay in you know i wish that we go to the gym and film these kind of uh, friendships we have at this table you know what i'm saying this is these are friendships man they last forever and it yeah. lasts for eternity now, and other people from generations earlier can see this. Oh, you know how happy how happy was I the other day, Rob, when I saw him for the first time? Yeah, very happy. As happy I was as so I was. I was so happy to see him, man. I was so happy. And I'd always tell these guys, Larry, be the guy. I'm saying this for years, be the guy to get on here. Huh, thank you. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. But it was, you know, and I was ecstatic to see him because, 
when you see somebody, and I always followed the Delray in the beginning, the Delray Misfits. I used to vomit. That was so fucking crazy. You guys were out of your minds, <laughs> out of your minds. I mean, it was a lot of guys in the gym. They used to go, "Did you see the Delray Misfits?" I said, "Who's these guys?" It's Big Lenny. I said, "Oh my god!" And I watched, and I was like, "These are funny, goddamn shows." <laughs> and the people you put on them were just characters. So it was. I I dug it to hell. Do I really remember, dug. Do you remember Big Richard from the old world? Yeah, I do. I saw a picture of him. I actually watched a. Uh, video the other day he was on one of your videos recently i think i'm not sure no or he maybe has, it was an old one i saw yeah 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 he wasn't he hasn't been around in a while i remember that one guy he was very strong he was an older guy but he was head like, no um <clears throat> he looks like he had a blood pressure problem he's just like red as a beat man oh yeah he's about he's yeah. my age he's not that old yeah all right big J. yeah the big truck, J. big J. the truck driver and it was another guy with a tank top on an older guy was that the guy you were talking about see he 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 is he is what old man Chuck thought he looked like. Yeah, do we? <laughs> you, you know, old man Chuck. I'm squatting 800 pounds today. He, was, he competed against the Menser brothers. Is that the guy with the tank top on? He still wears a tank top no, in the gym. Guy, guys, no, this guy had a good T-shirt with himself on from the from oh, the did? 80s. Yeah, with at his peak condition. He had a, he had a picture see. of himself on his T-shirt. Tip tip comfortable. Why? Forgot where his ID was. In purple. <laughs> in purple and purple speedos, or yeah, purple. So when you get pulled over by a cop, hey, no, no, look, I got me. my idea. He used to put four hundred pounds, four or five on the squat bar, go down an inch, do four reps of that, and tell people I just squatted four or oh, five. Yeah, well, how much inch. do we love guys like that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was telling Lenny the other day we was a kid in the gym taking pictures of himself, more pictures, pictures. So I didn't have the heart. I walked by a kid, everybody was listening. I said, "Hey, day one." <laughs> Where it came from, I don't know, but it was a perfect line. Oh, man. No, no, I've been training. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I thought you were just. Yeah, Larry had a name for the people that would hardly come to the gym. They come in on certain. He says, "Here come the diehards." The, the diehards. <laughs> there was a guy in our gym. I forget his name. Is Andrew? I always tell that story about his legs. He had an upper body. It was amazing. He had legs like if he ran too fast, he'd catch on fire. That's how small it's like sticks, right? So, so what happened? He's at the he's at the uh, water fountain. Everyone's training around me. This is at the old worlds, at um, Atlantic. So I said to him, and I didn't even know he was going through a divorce. So I said, Hey, man, Andrew, how was that going? He goes, Good. Larry goes, Man, I heard about your lawsuit. And he goes, what? You heard about it? Yeah, I heard about your upper body suing your lower body for non-support. <laughs> <laughs> you heard every weight crash. Everybody's yelling at me. Larry, you can't say stuff like that when we're training. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Good stuff. You mainly train out at uh, Lantana, right? I train by my house. I would love. I join. I, I'm a member of many gyms. You fit. Uh, that I go up to uh, West Palm Beach Sports Club. Kid I know runs it. I know another kid that's going to run a crunch, but it ain't the same. You know, like when you were, you know, you know when you could walk and be an alpha dog and go in and piss on equipment because you're the strongest guy there. I love traveling to gyms. That was the fun part because, like you guys did, you know, because yeah. you're an alpha. You know, you're going in and setting and, and, different girls. Yeah, and it's good. Different people. I like you know because it, it gives you competition to different guys. You know, you, you got on like Andrew was great. You'd put him on a shoulder press. He's doing behind the necks with 315, 365. It was insane. Seated. Seated. Free weight. That's How ridiculous. Let's talk about Mike Homo. Remember Mike? Yes. One-armed Mike. You know him? Yeah. He was my brother-in-law. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I had to travel around. I, I traveled great. everywhere yeah. with him. Yeah. 
for his competitions. I used to see him at the World Gym in West Boca. Oh, right, 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 right. That was Jim yes. Willard's also. Yes, it was yeah. Jim Willard's. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your listeners know who this guy is. You want to look him up. Mike Hummel, H-U-M-E-L-L, I think is Mike Hummel. Yeah, German, H-U-M-M-E-L. Right. First time I met him, I went to that, that gym the first time, and he had a Smith press. He had a shoulder thing set up, and it was four, four plates on the shoulder press. And I'm like, and he's, a, he's like 240. He's not massive. And he has one arm. He has one arm. So he comes over to me, and this is how we met. I ended up being his brother-in-law. Uh, he comes over to me. He goes, Larry, uh, no, he goes, I didn't know my name, of course. And he goes, can you give me a spot? It looks like you know what you're doing. And I'm like, dude, I'm like saying to myself, you got one fucking arm. What the fuck am I supposed well, to do? What do you do, one-arm chin-ups on that fucking Smith machine? I'm like, uh, I don't know, one-arm push-ups? You want me to count? I didn't know. The prosthetic The prosthetic, right? So he puts this prosthetic on. He tightens it up, and the prosthetic has like a um, yeah, on the end with a with a wing hook, and you put it around the bar, and you wing hook it down. So I put him into the machine. He's all locked up, and it's four oh five. So I'm like, "What is he gonna do?" He goes, "I'm gonna try to get ten to 12. 10 to twelve. It's four fucking oh five. I could, you know, what I'm saying you're talking shoulders, not yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah. Fine. And he did. I think he did thirteen or fourteen. Holy shit. Yes. Yeah, he was a beast. We we watched me and him watched a combine one time together. You know when he benched two and a quarter? Yeah. Calls me up. We're both watching on TV. He goes, Oh, nah, we gotta go to the gym. I gotta try two and a quarter. Fifty seven times. Whoa. Holy shit. Everybody over there what re- look up that guy. You wanna have motivation? Like if you're sitting there with a fat pig and you can't go to the gym, this guy, <laughs> yeah. this guy has one arm. You got no excuse. <laughs> right. You got no excuses. Does he have video online? Yeah, Mike Hummel. You can see it. He did the Arnold. We did the Arnold. We went everywhere. He did the Worlds. I went with him to the Worlds. He was the best pound at uh, 240 pound for pound in the in the world at one time. Oh, he beat shit. the Russians. He, uh, How did he lose his arm? Car accident. Car accident. At Coming back, I think, from uh, Fort Lauderdale with his wife. Thank God he lived. His wife. Thank God they both lived. At what age? Whew, he had to be about 20-something, 25, so he, 26. So he was lifting before. Oh, he, was, he had to be a beast. Yeah, yeah. But he just wasn't strong upper body-wise. You, you put him on a leg press, he'll do what we did. He was just a genetic you know, anomaly. But he was able to use that prosthetic. Oh. just like his normal arm. It was amazing. It was amazing. I thought everyone thought he was done because I was working in the hospital, and I went to see him. He was in ICU. And apparently, car flipped over. And You're absolutely right. And landed on his arm. You're absolutely right, bro. Wow, you were there? You were in the ICU? I was in the, yeah, I went to wow, see him because I saw the name on the ticket. Wow. And I said, I know that guy. Wow. He's an amazing story, and he's very successful, beyond successful. He's an amazing story, very motivating. So, like I said, if you're really worried about going to the gym, this dude has one arm, man. Yeah. You know, look what he accomplished. Just an incredible guy. Yeah, right? Right? Look him up. Connecticut, I, I did MMA for a little bit when I was younger, and there was a guy, Nick Newell. I don't know if any of you guys seen him. He had one arm. Really? And he ended up making it to the UFC. Wow. I used to spar with him, and he used to choke me out with that nub. I mean, he was really just... <laughs> <laughs> Scary. Yeah. And, you know, he's got to make up for it, so he would train his kicks. He would overcompensate with his kicks, and he was a scary guy. I well, just think, I mean, how how his mind over matter must work. Exactly, yeah. I mean, the mental power of somebody with one arm to be in a professional MMA fighter. 
I couldn't even imagine. I've got, I get, I, that's why I never cried about my hip injuries because there's always somebody like you can't cry about your diabetes, man. Because right. you know a lot of shit we did is self-inflicted. Yep. We did this to ourselves. Yeah. You know? No one told us to put, you so know, two thousand pounds on the leg press. Larry, I remember you after work when I work at one time drinking a Budweiser. But other than that, you haven't really engaged yeah. in. Nah, I, I never was a drinker. Great. I never smoked pot. I think that's a pot. great message for the yeah. kids. Never smoked pot in my life. Um, not a drinker. I'm occasional drinker, you know, with friends. I'll have a beer, stuff like that. Um, it explains, you know, my age, my look at my age. I took and care Arnold of myself. Would never did that? Chuck Zito wasn't like that either? Uh, Chuck was fun. Chuck Chuck was, nah, you know some I never really seen Chuck. Chuck, uh, nah, never, actually. But, yeah. yeah, he always would, you know, have a nice steak or something like that. Never. He said he'd go in and drink a Coke. While yeah, I, you're right. Chuck was very disciplined. Greg Valentino is the same. I admire that. You know, a lot of kids need to hear that. They think you can't have a good time. And me being one of them who recently started messing around a little bit in the past couple of years. A little bit. You know, everybody. <laughs> a little bit. What does a little, what does a little bit mean? Everybody <laughs> you're did, a big guy. What's a little bit? <laughs> uh, a little bit of things I shouldn't have done. Dabbles. Dabbles another good but word. But those days are over. But back in the day, you know, we were doing GHB. Right. Because they said it was a great growth hormone. Right. Release, I actually did it before one of my shows. It just You take it before bed. And I did it for everyone out there for the show. I didn't do it to go get myself raped in a bar. <laughs> wasn't like I was cruising gay it. bars on GHP. <laughs> Looking to pass out and get gangbanged. No, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> knock you out. Knock you out. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. You take it, a capful, yeah. right? A little capful of a bottle in about a half an hour. You'll go into the greatest REM sleep oh, yeah. ever. You'll go to bed, wake up the next day in the same position with drool all over your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> you could sleep four hours and you feel like you slept oh, for ten. Yeah. And that's what really was a benefit yeah. for competing because you can't sleep. Whatever little gear or gear you're on, it, it deters your sleep, makes you sweat and everything like that. That stuff just puts you – and your body, everyone needs sleep, man. If you're going to train, you got to sleep. You can't go out and party and – do coke and then go squat the next day and watch your heart go right through your back yeah. you know but you always had a great time a great life and you never indulged in that i, I think that's commendable yeah you know and something also I'm, I'm not one to get sloppy in front of people i, I have a, a a way i like to conduct myself uh, i hold myself you know in my own esteem and uh i don't want to get sloppy in front of anybody you know i don't want to be i to me when guys get really drunk and they get stupid and retarded and you got to watch over them it's it's a, that's, you got you got well, you got a baby says a lot about them, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, without a doubt. If you need to get loud and be obnoxious to be the center of attention, you're hurting inside, you know? Oh no, without a and doubt. I'm speaking from personal experience from, you know, ages up until about a year ago, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> a you week had demons, ago. man. Everyone has demons. You know, you had demons, I guess, with your pop. You know, we had demons. I was very lucky. I had a good solid family background and, you know, I was raised well. But um <clears throat> but uh I get it. You know, I get yeah, it. I've been around boy. my whole life. You're an altar boy too, like me, right? Actually, I got caught stealing from the church one day. I found out where they took the money when I was like eight years old, and I went into the place where they took the money for the, uh, conf you know, for the wet pass around the basket. What you spend it on? Baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> and I got caught from my father, and he goes to me, what happened? He goes, Dad, I found like $600 in a, in a bush. <laughs> I was eight. And the worst thing about that, and this is where my fear was, was priests. I had to go. My father brought me back to the Monsignor, and I had to go confess in front of him oh well thank god I'm, they didn't rape kids back then that would have <laughs> <laughs> you can work you gotta that. stay with me every night yeah. son you can work <laughs> I 
got a way for you to work that 600 off, young man. <laughs> it's usually $10 a session, so you got a lot of work ahead of you. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> you grew up where? I grew up in Yonkers in the Bronx. You know, to us, uh, Yonkers was like a paradise coming, you know, in the Bronx, the Yonkers. So, um, and then I spent most of my time in, in the Westchester area growing up, went to high school there, uh, ended up going to college at Columbia University, um, ended up dropping out of Columbia because I got a job in the stock market and I started making money and just stupidest move of my life. I should have followed through, but when you're a kid and you're making, put it this way, I was driving a Ferrari when I was 23. I bought it. So I had a vet. Early, so early 80s. Why, why go to school? When right. everything took When the market was, you know, yeah. crazy. So I had a Ferrari, a vet, and a Cadillac. I was 23. And you didn't get into cocaine or none of that? Nah, sort of you know, and way. I was a big time, you know, I worked in all the clubs. I was a bouncer. I made a lot of money that way, too, when I was a kid. So, you know, I worked a little at Studio 54, believe it or not, which oh, is no a legendary shit. club. Yeah, I'm, don't forget, I'm 64. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then a lot of clubs in Westchester. When you become a, as a, like a bouncer, you become like a celebrity. And you meet a, you know, don't forget, you meet a, <laughs> running a door to a nightclub that lets in four or five thousand people. You're gonna meet, you're gonna meet a lot of people, man. You're gonna meet a lot of people. You become everybody's best friend. No, you are. They you're get you're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. So I grew up in Westchester, worked in a World Trade Center. I had a physical therapy center. I, but one of the things I did do, I fucked up real bad in my life. When I was in the stock market, I got greedy. I was making a lot of money, and I started doing insider trading, where I would put, like, say, all our friends here at the table. I, I knew what stocks were good, so I would give all you guys like twenty five thousand or fifty thousand. We'd buy the stock in your name because I couldn't have it in my name because I'm I'm a broker. And when the stocks went up, we all split. I pay your taxes, and and it was just a stupid, stupid thing, and uh, just greed, pure greed, because my parents were a landscaper and a, a school teacher, and I, you just wanted more money. You just you wanted all more toys. Yeah, you want to take care of everybody. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. And what happened is I made a dumb move. So when the uh, feds came to me, they went to my friends first, and there was no way I was going to, you know, I'm, I am a loyalist. So I took the rap, let everyone got free. No one had a fine. And I took the rap, and I ended up going to jail. I ended up being in jail at 35. So, uh, but I'll tell you, man, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Made me the man who I am. If I would have met you guys in my younger years, I was this cocky, rich kid driving a Ferrari. Who drives a Ferrari yeah. at 23? How, you know? how, how much time did you have to do? Two years. <clears throat> Two years. What did you learn from it? Um, humble. Pure humble. Um, would you go to like a federal prison I went camp? to Allenwood. I was in Allenwood for two years. And I've done other time before for assault and stuff like that because I, you know, growing up the way I grew up, we fought a lot. And uh, if my friends are out there, they, they'll tell you I was pretty lethal with my, with my hands. So, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, 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 again, I made a mistake and I paid the price. I lost everything I had. Um, I came out of jail. I became, a, I had to live in a halfway house for uh, three months, and my dad gave me $200. It's the last $200 I ever took off my father, just to buy shaving gear and stuff like that. And I became a personal trainer at Powerhouse Gym on 23rd between 6th and 7th. I was a personal trainer. And that's how I built myself back into, uh, into you know, back to the person I wanted to be, but doing it the right way. Yeah. So I made a mistake. And sometimes the making a mistake and paying a price is the best Best thing, if you could get rehabilitated, yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you can get rehabilitated, get humble, you know, don't need a Ferrari, don't need the vet, don't need the girls, don't need this. I wouldn't do drugs. I'd buy drugs for people. Yeah. You know, I was that guy, <laughs> you know. Larry, what are you going to do? Well, you need an eight ball. Go ahead, get an eight ball. 
you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing any. <laughs> have a good time. <laughs> so you can't have a good time without it, maniacs. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right, man. And I did too. I had good times when I was clean doing that. Back you never drank. I never, I never did any. Never. You couldn't pay me to sip. I thought you guys were so into your training, man. Yeah, you called us church boys. Church boys, man. Like you, I could have my watch and I could tell you what time they're going to be. If I wanted to kill you, I could have killed you every day. Because you would have <laughs> showed up at the same spot every day. You know, it was amazing. On the weekends we went, right? Saturdays oh, yeah. and Sundays. Oh, yeah. Yep. But it was a, you know, again, it's a cult. It's a cult. It's a religion. And when Larry was here, we upped our intensity. We just, by instinct. It was awesome, though. We wanted to, didn't want to look bad in front of them. Then they were perfect guys for me to train with because they were stronger than me. And and I considered myself strong, but these guys were, you know, you know, the the retard strong with the guys who lift cars off of people, you know, like that kind of strong. We thought we'd be like that forever. You no, know, it's like not. you people, I don't know if they've ever seen you in your prime or you, know, you talk about it. I mean, you might, let's see, you've been doing the show how long? Uh, seven years. Yeah, they, so they didn't, that was not your prime. No, there's one video of him benching the same meet with Andrew. Right. He ben- would you bench in that one over 500, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, raw, raw. Yeah, but other than that, there's not much of his old training footage online. There's some of him um, at the 2006 Southern States and then yeah. 2003. Yes, something. competing. Yeah, competing. And he used to make fun of me, this son of a bitch, about being a bodybuilder. <laughs> and when I son of a bitch, yeah, I, that's, a great, that's a great. That's a great story in it, itself. I never said it to your face. You I never, never said, said I'm going to compete behind great people. Yeah, talking ah, shit to the that's that. So he hasn't changed. There, no, he no. hasn't changed at that's all. No, <laughs> I do show. remember. That's when you were training at a gym across from the world. Yeah. You did a show, and somebody said, "Did you see Lenny did a show?" I'm like, "How much did he lift?" And I'm like. No, Larry, he did a bodybuilding. Get the fuck <laughs> <laughs> No way. He used to make fun of me. Call me a pussy, I think, a lot of times because I would train like, you know, especially at the end because you got to train laid cables with no weight, eating like, what, a, a grape for a meal? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that was... An eye, an eye opener. That I'm glad you discipline. did it because you got to do the journey. Yeah, it kept me alive, taking 100 some pounds off me. You know, someone out there, if you guys are listening, if you, listen honestly, if you ever want to do a show, it's the best thing you could do. It's a journey that you could put your mind and your body through. And once you do that journey and you get up on a stage, doesn't matter when or lose because you did the journey. I always tell people that there's only there's not many Jay Cutlers and there's not many Nick Walkers and. You know, but if you can do it on a show and have the balls to sit up there and in those fucking like, underwear. You know, us, we went to work. You had a job. We had a we job. We all had jobs. These guys amazing. that get sponsored, that, to me, not that impressive. Nah, nah. It's but really we did not. it for the love of the sport, yeah. man. It was all for your per- – I told you how, why I did it. It was all to challenge myself. Um, you guys did it because you were just pure to the biggest gym rats I've ever seen in my life. We were tired of people calling us fat behind our backs, too. But it was amazing when you guys got in shape. I mean, when Andrew got in shape, oh, my God. God, he could have been in the Olympia. He could he he didn't tear his what do you do? Tear his hamstring or something like that or hernia? Yeah, he had a severe hernia. Well, I wonder why, right? All the weights he lifted, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all that eating. Yeah, <laughs> he was amazing. He won the Florida, right? Didn't he go on a show and he won it? Yeah, he had Matt Pro style mass. Just need somebody to lead him in the right direction. Yeah. He never got it. Never took it. He com- he competed last year, right? Was he it did? Last he won year? a Masters contest. Did he? Yeah, he's good for great. him. How old is he now? 43. He's my age, 42. We're both 42. But he's completely oh. he's completely you natural. Good, you, you ought to see him. He's natural. He doesn't take anything. Yeah, he's off But everything. his genetics were just... And he's, I, I over, like he's I said he shredded over 200 pounds. 
Still pretty is he married? Strong. Anything like that? No, he's still pretty much. Well, what living you guys the same. are like, you know, I he's, got married three times. You guys don't even try well, to fuck <laughs> lose. Yeah, I, I, I was married uh, to a Haitian girl, but that didn't work out. The you know, Byron, a wise though. man once said, "You learn from your mistakes." A wiser man says, "You learn from the mistakes of others." Yeah. Well, you guys just sit around. I'll tell you a lot of fucking mistakes. <laughs> 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 wise man, I'm like Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> God, but that's you know life. Any, life is fun, man. You gotta you take a chance. Any kids? I have two stepdaughters from mm-hmm. uh, a marriage that Jackie, the uh, Cuban girl I was I got married to, where I met at our gym. Adorable. Mm-hmm. One is uh, has a child. The other one is just stunning. Her name is Brooke. Carly has a uh, just had a baby about two years ago. But um, and Brooke is just funny. lately. Denise, the uh, Colombian. Oh, no. No, I ran into her one time when my wife needed <laughs> I went into the mall with my wife. She's like dieseled, beyond diesel at the time, getting ready for something. And she needed a gown or something. We were going to something. And Denise worked at the clothing store I went into in the mall. Okay. A little uncomfortable. Yeah. Little she uncomfortable. still look good? How could she not? I mean, she was gorgeous. Yeah, Andrew loved her. Oh, well, man. you know what happened? Her and Sherry Lee were like his. Oh, my God. Sherry Lee was like pl- Pamela Anderson. Couldn't get it. Yeah, she. Hold on. Both of them were just... So, my this this girl, Denise, she, this is a great story. So, she was married to this older guy who looked like nothing, but he was part of the Colombian cartel. And he moved here. So, I used to talk to her all the time. She liked me. But, I, you know, I heard she, her husband was a... I ain't fuck with nobody. Was, I know who you're talking about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yep. she was stunning. Yep. Stunning. So what happened is that me and her became great friends. He got, he was killed, right? Yes. Yeah, she was a widow. Yes. Oh, I know. Yes. Yeah. That's when she really hit on me. <laughs> then I was, you know, wait, maybe now. <laughs> no one's going to kill me in the bedroom. I mean, <laughs> I mean like the horse in the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, she was beautiful. She would be, and she had that accent. So she was just sweet. And she had a daughter, which, you know, I spent a lot of time at the house. We never really hooked up but I just as a friend because I was trying to help her get through the divorce but what happened before their divorce I mean before their uh, the death of her husband the kid that she was the guy hired a trainer for her and the guy used to train her the trainer started to hit on her like crazy and I used to tell the kid all the time I said dude do yourself a favor what well look at his husband I'll kill him and no it ain't the husband I said, you have, go rent Scarface. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it ain't the husband. So what happened is that I hear one night he leaves the gym at 11, and there were five or six guys outside, and they put a gun in his mouth, one in his ass, and two in his ears. And they said, <laughs> <laughs> they just, you know the kid, you know, it, just for you out there in, the, in, 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 T, in radio land, you die when you get killed that way. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a horrible way. And then they'll pull your throat, your tongue right out of your throat. So what happened is that um, they didn't kill him. They left him out there, and they tied him up. Oh, shit. So the kid, I never saw him after that. He never came back to the gym. He got the idea. But that's what happens <laughs> when you mess with a cartel. Yeah. Isn't that such a sleazy thing to be a personal trainer and hit on your clients like that's that? That's all they do, though. Of no, course, no, no disrespect. Most, I, most of those guys, no disrespect. Get, most, most of those guys get into it to get pussy. Yeah. I mean, it's... Well, and think about the woman. She's going to come say she's having a bad relationship. She's going to bitch yeah. and moan. Yeah. And you're going to lie yeah. to say you would never do that. And let's go out for a cup of coffee. And then 
They know how to play They're both the getting therapy. Yeah, the, that's what they exactly right, are. Right. The trainer and the client are You're both absolutely right. They're the desperate housewives. Their husband yeah. doesn't fuck them anymore, so they go to the gym to yeah. try to get in shape, and then they you know, they want to fuck the trainer because he looks He's better. He's in shape, right? Looks better than, his, than her husband. And, and this poor fucking sap <laughs> is going to work. She's driving there with a Range Rover, and... She's fucking the trainer, and he's paying for everything. Yeah. <laughs> they go out to dinner. Who's paying for the? The trainer don't got the money. He's taking her to like Ruth Chris or something. <laughs> she don't got the money. Yeah, you know, I, I hate that part. And it happens. You know, I know a lot of trainers, and uh, I tell them, man, don't shit we eat. If you don't shit we, good thing you, good thing you met. When I was a um, trainer, when I was a trainer, I, I started dating this girl. Her name was she- Sheila Cordell. And she was voted the, and you look her up, she died, actually. Her boyfriend threw her off a building in New York City. Sheila Cardell. This is no lie. I have stories. I, I know my stories have really Rob, happy endings. Rob's getting some ideas. <laughs> this is no lie. So she was voted. Hey, Jay, we're having a rooftop party. Yeah. <laughs> look, at the, look at that Lamborghini down there. <laughs> is that canary yellow? <laughs> So what happened is that uh, she got this great idea. She goes, Larry, you should drain uh, strippers, dancers. So my friends ran scores. I worked at scores for a while before I went to jail. And uh, she put up a poster. She was voted, before she came to New York, the best body of any stripper in Florida. So you can imagine what she looked like, right? So she was she would be my girlfriend. And she helped me. She put up a poster. She built, she made it herself. It was so beautiful, the artwork. And for me to train. So they used to ask her, how do you look like that? Well, Larry. And she, they didn't know we were boyfriend girlfriend. So before you know it, I God strike me dead. I had about 70 strippers I was training. <laughs> God strike me dead. And know what I did? I never slept with one of them. And that's why I kept getting more of them. If you can go back into I wanted the money. No, I wanted the money. I was just coming out of jail. I needed to make money. I didn't need that. I had. Wh- wh- where am I going to get any better than the girl I'm dating? Right. You know what I'm saying? Where am I going? Right. Where am yeah, I going? Yeah, yeah. Everything's downhill. So what? For the conquering, I'm good. So what happened is that I ended up having a business where I had to hire two people to help me. I just got a job. I was probably making fifteen, eighteen thousand a month cash. Nice. How much were you charging for a session? I was charging uh, fifty dollars a session, but they had to pay me for five hundred up front for the month, and if they didn't show up, uh, they lost their money. So what happens, they're strippers. So what happens? A lot of times they got fucked up and they show up. So yeah, I just yeah. sit there and eat and get paid. Right, right, you know? gotcha. Okay. But I got my money up front. Right. You know, it, it was hard because these girls dance. I get it. You know, they have a tough living, you know. But they want to stay in shape. That's how they make money. It was pretty cool. That's cool hard. business. That's for all you personal trainers out there. That's a, Jesus. Yeah, I'll rephrase, that's a 20% cut I get I'll on your I'll rephrase my, my statement. I guess if you're a trainer and the lady's single or the – Whatever, that's a different story. But, you know, like that guy creeping on that lady, obviously she didn't want it or they wouldn't have sent those guys there. Right. That's what I was talking about. No, no, you're, let me tell you something. That was a, talk about a bad decision that dude made. Yeah. Oof, I can't imagine what that was like. Imagine having all those guns to your head and one down your throat, one up your ass. I'm like, <laughs> damn, there's not one orifice that's not open. <laughs> the worst we ever had, me and Andrew sitting there and Randy came and, you know, find out we were talking shit about. Solando? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was in that murder trial with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't commit murder, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> for the feds in, uh, yeah, for Long Island, I was uh, not involved. <laughs> yeah, that was tragic because we didn't work with him a few times. He was pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, he grew up with us. 
you know, he knew, he knew me. Like, you know, I was like his, he came down looking for me. And, uh, I had, you know, of course you take care of him because he's one of your kids. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He was like 10 years younger than me. Yeah, he was strong. Strong beast. But he was a collector. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that in action along with someone. But that, his story ended tragic. Killing a wrong guy, the whole story. What a horrible story that was. So he's in, he's in prison still. Life, him and a girl. What happened is, uh, if you want me to tell you, it's a sick story. It's on. There's a show called Snapped. I think it's on Discovery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of one of their first episodes. Oh boy. And they did two episodes on it. It was so incredible. But what happened is that I used to go to the gym in the morning, do my cardio, and this woman Maria used to always sit next to me and talk to me on the treadmill. And what happened is that one day she just was so blatant. She goes, "Do you um." Uh, collect money or you know uh talk to people that aren't you know i'm like <laughs> you know basically am i a hitman so i'm like you know no i'm not a hitman i have a business we're doing the movies at the time and she goes well my niece is getting beat up by her husband all the time and we need somebody to go to talk to him uh to straighten him out so i was like you know some ma'am i don't do that but i said i have a friend of mine who just moved down here <laughs> and i said if you want him to talk to him he's very scary he'll make a good impression Good, give me a number. So he goes, he meets with them. Long and the short of it is that, this is how crazy it was, he starts dating the girl who's getting beat up, right? They end up having a kid together, right? So now he has a great idea, and there's this other gentleman named Scott who did 20 years who went with him. They said, they're gonna go to New York, kill the guy, and get the insurance money. But it was the girl and Randy who put the plot together. Oh, jeez. Horrible, right? So they go to New York. They go to Powerhouse Gym in Nassau County. They wait till like 11 at night when it closes for the guy to come out. That's a bad time for leaving a gym, apparently. Yep. 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so everyone, don't leave the gym at 11. <laughs> so what happened is that he goes out, the kid. He's a big kid. And he goes out. He's wearing a Powerhouse jacket. And he gets shot five times in the back. Right? They shoot him. They come back to uh, Florida, the boat that I'm, they drove there in a van. And what happened on the news the next day, they shot the wrong guy. It was his partner. They were both the same height and the same size. They killed a freaking guy. Did he have a family? Yeah. Yeah, I met them all because I had to go to the trial. I was a witness. Because I wasn't a witness. I just introduced everybody. I'm like the person that but they gave me immunity. I didn't do anything. I would just say, here, meet him and you meet him. And. Even him being a collection agency was technically isn't legal. I don't know. You know, they didn't do any. For me, it was, you know, just to, you know, I felt terrible, but, you know, they're pressuring. You know, I, I didn't want to get in trouble for myself. I didn't do anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just introduced, like, oh, if I would introduce you to him. And right. So happened, some happened in two years, three. It was three years later it happened. Right. So what happened is that they had a trial. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was tragic, man. But it was on TV. It was on a lot of these shows. Shot the wrong guy. Fuck. Yeah, Randy. That's the same guy, bro. From my neighborhood. And he's doing life, and the girl got life. They both got life. And the baby was held with the court. The court took the baby. Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Yep. Bad story. That's awful. Good guy. Let me tell you something. The guy was nuts, though. He was... I took him out of my boat one time. He started shooting at apartment windows with his pistol because <laughs> they were... I mean, he was not. So we were, we were leaving shooters at like, uh, I don't know, 2 in the morning. And people, I had my stereo blasting. And it was a big boat. It was like 58 feet. It was big. Shooters are still there, too. Yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. And we had to come yeah. back to Boynton. 
So I had oh, my boat So we're blasting the stereo. People are yelling out the window, slow you, you know, right down the intercoastal. <laughs> he takes his gun out and starts shooting it up in the air. I like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're not going to kill people for yelling at us because we're playing Frank Sinatra too loud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was that kind of maniac. When he was bouncing at Aphrodite's, he was chasing guys around with a butcher knife. Oh, no, he was nuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was nuts. So he was bound to end up in the... Yeah, but he was... Yeah. Aphrodite. And before we met him officially, me and Andrew came in. Andrew had a tank top on, and Randy saw him bench at the gym thinking, this guy... You know, problem. i to take a little slow. I don't yeah, know he's what a problem. Guy's like. And Andrew was just... thought he was funny because, you know, he had the suit tuxedo on and a slick back hair and he told Andrew why don't you go out in your car and get a shirt you got a shirt to put on he goes no and he said look at him and smiling and I knew about Randy's reputation I said Andrew come on let's go outside yeah <laughs> you didn't go in and then when he we came back and he got a shirt on and he left back and he's real nice but I had to explain who Randy was because I knew about. He wasn't him. a good fighter, Randy. If he grabbed a hold of you, he'll squish yeah, your head. Yeah, he'd grab a knife. Or yeah, something. yeah, he, yeah, he was. A, he was a terrible fighter. Yeah, I, mean, I know I that factually because my friend Jeff Hunter was the chief of police in uh, Eastchester when they were kids. He kicked the shit out of them. <laughs> we took him. We took them to fight on the fifty-yard line of Eastchester High School football field. Just put them on a fifty-yard line. Guys hate each other. Go at it. That's so great. we all surrounded and the Jeff good, hit him with a fucking days. combination, and Randy woke up with his hair a little longer. <laughs> yeah and we were doing the neck strap and he wanted to try it. we used to put two plates on it. yeah i remember that put it on he took it off he said like, it was all greasy all this stuff he had in his hair and that's a, that's the last <laughs> the last we saw him instant that we heard about the shooting unfortunately yeah. well he didn't want to fight that guy he never met that uh the real guy that was beating up the girl he was afraid of him because that guy was a, another badass he was uh, the guy who beat up the girl was a tough guy and he went to prison, and then when he was in prison, he knifed somebody. So he, he was the real deal. So Randy didn't want no part of it. Randy wasn't a good fighter. Very intimidating. Yeah. And not that good of a collector. I remember one time there was a guy who was like an accountant. He had to go collect money from him. I heard the story. And he gouged the guy's eye out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying to myself, Randy, I, and when I saw him, I said, dude, you hear what happened? I said, yeah, Randy, the guy's an accountant. Why would you gouge his eye out? How's he gonna fucking work to get the money for you that you're trying to collect, you right. fucking moron? All right now, you're definitely not getting the money. That's <laughs> like you know, right? How much money was involved? Are you willing to go well, what happened is that say you owed back in the neighborhoods, if you owed say ten grand to somebody and you're having a hard time, you'd fork over half if they gave it. So if if I if you owed me ten, I'd send somebody like a guy like Randy. He kept five. At least I got five back. Jesus. Oh, don't five thousand a lot of money for maniacs like that, man. For a guy like Randy, yeah. it ain't like he went to Harvard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's scary. I mean, yeah. where, where'd you grow up, Rob? Where'd you grow up? Yeah. All right, so you're kind of close. We're apart. Uh, Say it. <laughs> Is it that bad? No, Hartford. Bad. Yeah. Do you want me to get a map so you can point it out? <laughs> <laughs> what's the so what's have, the secret here, John we Gotti? Have, we have kids, that's all. We have oh, kids. so they're gonna it's like the cop that you're yeah. gonna go to your house. Yeah, basically, yeah. So, uh, all right, so you were from New Connecticut. Haven. Yeah, New Haven. All right, cool, cool. New Haven's cool. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. It's uh it's gotten very bad. Now they call it gun wave in New Haven. Yeah, yeah, it's very bad. Yeah. Oh, a lot of opioid, right? Big problem there. Um a Wallingsford, that Wallingsford, uh, Waterbury, like up up there, New London. 
that's supposed to be supposedly the worst with pills. Hartford with heroin, Bridgeport with heroin. Sounds like Del Rey. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Larry, you want to tell us time when uh, John Gotti gave you a bottle of wine? No, you didn't give me a bottle of wine. What happened is that, it's a good story though. So what happened is that we're in a stock market. And uh, I moved from a major firm to a smaller firm. They let me be a, a regional manager. I was making crazy money, but I never, that's when I got in trouble. Should have stayed with the big firm. And I did not know some of the guys who owned the firm were connected with Gotti. And so we go to, uh, God, what's the name of the place? It's the capital of uh, Sicily. It's the name of a restaurant down in Little Italy. So we go to this place, and we're sitting at a big round table with these two Italian guys who really ran our firm. And uh, in comes uh, Joe Butch, and if you guys look him up, you'll see who he is, and Sammy the Bull Gravano, who everyone knows is. They walk into the restaurant. They look around for a little bit. It's winter. They're all dressed up beautifully. And then they go back outside. And I looked at my brother. I said, did you see you just walked in the door, you know? And they left. I'm like, thank God. You know, I was scared. These are the real deal. This is it. And back then in the 80s, these guys were terrifying. In comes them back again. They were just scoping a place, and in comes Dapper Don John yeah. in a beautiful cashmere coat. He comes right to our table, right? Because of this guy, Ricky and Fred Galliardo, and their names are coming back to me. They give him, they get up, they hug him, they kiss him. Freddie goes, this is the guy, Larry, I was telling you about. He's running our office in Paramus. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> this is the guy I was telling John Gotti about. I mean, me? So he comes over. He goes, Larry, it's nice meeting you. And I was like, oh, my God. My brother's kicking me under the table. I said, stop it, man. This is fucking scary shit. I just urinated on myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what happens is that he goes and gets his table, right? I'm like, my God, what did we get ourselves into? You know, now I'm in like, we're in deep shit here. Because once we're you're doing, in, you're in. That's yeah, it. because they're pushing, they're pushing paper for the mafia, these guys. So, uh, and that was a big thing in the stock market back then. The mafia was in control of a lot of, I saw a couple of episodes of The Sopranos when they put brokers in there with threatening the other brokers. Right? Remember that? That was part of what yeah. was going on. So what happened is that I had to go to the bathroom. So I get up, and I'm all suited up, uh, and I go out. And I start walking through the crowd, and people are turning around, looking at me, and I'm like, women are looking at me, and I'm like, man, it's a nice fucking suit I have on today, right? <laughs> so, so, so the hair looks good. What's up today? Get into the bathroom, go to the stall, get ready to take a piss, and he goes, Larry, guy, Gotti's next to me. It was Gotti was behind me walking, and everybody was staring at him. I thought it was me. <laughs> 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 so I'm taking a piss, and he's right next to me. To ask me how much piss came out. Nothing, nothing. I was shitting on myself. I almost crapped on myself instead of pissing. So he's, he's, uh, he goes, Larry, it's nice meeting you, you know, and I hope to meet you again. Maybe we'll have dinner some night. I'm like, oh, thank you, Mr. Gotti. Thank you, Mr. Gotti. <laughs> fucking ran in that fucking room, ate my food, and hid in my room for about three fucking weeks. I was like, you should have said, John, you don't have any bathroom etiquette? <laughs> That's when Sammy the Bull puts a knife right up your ass. <laughs> Back then, it was no rules for these guys, man. Well, um, <laughs> my impression is, well, obviously, you know, a lot of those guys then moved down here to Boca. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My impression is that these are good guys mm -hmm. that want to help out as many people as they can. And they only 
flip that switch if they really have to. Is that the impression? Well, don't forget, they, Gotti was the one who took over businesses by murdering the business owners. That's what, you know, he was into. And he was into all the unions. I mean, it's all documented, you know. And, and it, for his community, his community adored him. He was like Robin Hood. Right, right. They adored him. Uh, I forget that part of Staten Island or Brooklyn he was in. But um, he was uh, a modern-day Robin Hood. But, you know, the, what they did was, you know, brutal. I remember I dated a woman out in uh, Brooklyn. And her father, I went out to dinner with them, and he owned uh, a contract, a contracting, a compacting company, all garbage trucks. I didn't see her for about, she was really nice, and I hadn't seen her for about two or three years. I ran into her club in New York City. How's your dad? Uh, he disappeared. I'm like, your dad disappeared. And she goes, you know what happened, Larry. They took him. They took the business and killed him. Crazy, man. Back then, it was just attrition. You know? Yeah, if you don't want to play ball, they'll kill you. Yeah, no yeah. cameras, no snitches. Oh, no, back then, don't forget, every, every, you couldn't rob, uh, you can't do anything today without getting caught. I mean, honestly, with all the surveillance cameras all over the street, the clubs, yeah. people with cell phones, what are you going to do? You can't steal a pack of gum. From a stationary store without, you know, that's why, you know, everyone's yeah, I think getting with satellites, they could see anything going on. Outside. Oh, right. Any, uh, anything, anything. So, you, you know, you know, you're always, you're out there, man. You're out there. You got to think twice before you be stupid because you're going to get caught. You know, you're going to get caught. We used to get, you know, we got fights. It wasn't on film. No one took out a phone. We would have killed him back then if they had a phone. <laughs> now, now you you know you get in a fight, you go to jail. All right, you can't film you with a pager. That's all they had back then was pagers. Well, man. now the TVs have cameras built into them because right, it's, just, just it's, the it's phones, everything. But again, that's you know that's, you're constantly being surveilled. That's the government. And you have like, to I'll go to a doctor and say, Oh, you go to a doctor? Yeah. Are you a right. doctor worshiper? <laughs> <laughs> he always breaks my balls because I've. I go to the doctor regularly. What, what, who else are you going to go to? What do you have? A fucking somebody with some ask him. On? Ask, <laughs> ask Mr. Ask Mr. Uh, I'm just saying that most things that the doctor right. told me, I did the opposite and I'm fine. You're fine. When they gave me two, <laughs> You're fucking fine. When they gave me two atrial fibrillation procedures, that's when I start having problems with my wind. They ruined my heart as far as I'm concerned. I didn't need those procedures. He doesn't believe in no. doctors. No. They're very when was the first time you saw a doctor? You worked in a hospital. I mean, how hard is it to find one? Well, I didn't really want to. I really didn't want to. They were giving me bad advice and bad diagnoses. Tell me that I had diverticulitis when in the meantime my appendix popped. No shit. That's not diverticulitis. But all you had appendix that, that yeah. you could watch that, man. Well, yeah, they 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 do misdiagnose. I'll give you that. But you that's why you get second or third opinions, you know. Yeah, there's a middle ground. I think it's about finding a doctor you trust. One that thinks yeah. is free thinking. Good point. One Good that point. doesn't one just go by the book. You need a liver transplant. That's the same one, yeah. Because I was taking Anadrol, my liver enzymes are Would you go to like a village in Africa to meet this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I down the road here in Delray, prominent doctor. He said I need to be on a list. Fifteen years later, here I am. I was taking Anadrol at the time. He didn't understand. I was uh, telling see, him, too. They don't know. They, they, they don't know yeah, about They don't know that. They don't know. I mean, what the hell That's why you really, you know, got to find, if you're an athlete, you got a sports medicine doctor. And you got to be honest with him. You got to tell him, listen, this is what's going on. We're working with Revive now. You know Mike, Polish yes. Mike. Yes. He's hooking us up for a while. So. He's killing it. Yeah. He's killing it. Well, look at the prices he charges. My God. It's not that bad. <laughs> for what? For us, because we're getting it 
Well, for you guys, <laughs> for the, for the no, let's let's take that back. For, <laughs> what is what is your regimen now at your age? I, right now, I'll, all I could take is testosterone. Okay. Um, I had an AFib flutter at Christmas. I don't know what happened. My heart's perfect. Were you on medication at the time? No, man, nothing. I was taking a growth hormone, which I've taken for like thirteen years, and tests. That's my. How many I use of GH? Two. Okay. Two. And I'm like, at the time when I got the uh, AFib flutter, I was 287. Whoa. So I was 20-some-odd pounds heavier than this and just had my regiment. And I had an AFib flutter, which is probably attested to the metal poisoning I had in my body. It causes cardiomyopathy. So all because when they did everything on my heart to check my valves, it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. Not even a tiny bit enlarged. I bet your arteries were clean. There was no plaque. Perfect. I think the GH... Eats all that up. Perfect. They, they were perfect. Because mine is too on that regard. Well, the GH is phenomenal. When I had the hip surgeries, they told me to inject the GH right into my hip. And they prescribed it? Well, I don't want to go, you know, you know yeah. the, when you prescribe it, you know how much it costs? Yeah. It's $2,000. You know, you get a nice guy For from the kit, street, yeah. you know him, you shake his hand, you pay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's $2,000, man. Yeah. I mean, that's doesn't go far either, one kid. Yeah, I know. You know? So how's your diet, Norm? How many meals do you typically eat? <clears throat> well, I, I try to have, what, about five a day, you know? I, now with the heart thing, I really, you know, watch. I haven't had uh, any stimulants or caffeine for five months, which is amazing. Because a living Italian guy living without coffee is just, that's like... And you, you were a yeah, lifetime like coffee drinker. Like having to be a sex addict and having to live no by kidding. yourself. You know? <laughs> 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 Same shit. So what happened is what that... What about decaf? I, you know, some I drink the decaf. I'm like, I'm like trying to fool my body. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I have two cups of decaf in the morning, watch my little news and say, wow, I'm wide awake. Like, yes. did nothing. Yeah. I might as well drink cat piss. So <laughs> fucking, right? So I have the smoothie in the morning, make my own smoothies. And, you know, then I have a meal about, uh, take all the meds for the heart. I have to take about five meds right now. Mom. What are you taking? Do you have Dioxin, Xarelto. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, what's the other one with it? And, and I forget all their names. My wife's a doctor. She'll tell me what it is. Oh, she's so, a doctor? Yeah, she's a doctor. That's great. Yeah, so that's why, yeah. So what happened is that's that awesome. uh, I take my meds, eat my food, then eat a food after that. And I try, try to have, I eat a lot of protein pasta, ground turkey, ground uh, beef, um, baked potatoes. My regimen's solid. I, I drink Carabolin, uh for carbohydrates before the gym, so it gives me a little pop. Sure. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying to stay on a regimen. I can't take things like we used to eat. We just can't. Yeah. We both have an issue with our heart, so yours is different, mine's different, but still, we, we have to eat the same. Yeah. You know? You know, so you got to, I don't eat sugars, you know, stuff like that I stay away from. Yeah, I just, I'm off those pretty much. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Listen, you got to How often do you train? Adopt or die. Yeah. That's what I say, adopt or die. How mostly I train? I, I'd be in the gym right now. I love trying. I go seven days a week. If no I, shit. Yeah, I take my days off when I feel it. Um, I'm a junkie. It's like brushing my teeth. I love it. You, you know? never get like fatigued. Did you know that your heart? It's time. Yeah, yes. I get that. I don't like that. Yeah, it's, it's not time. the oxygen. It's the heart. Yeah, I can distinctly tell. And I, yeah. I've been getting that the past four years, and it's really been depressing. But again, you the biggest thing you can't do is you can't bear down on like doing T-bar rows with seven eight plates. You just can't bear down and. Yeah. Explode. Yeah. You know, so you really got to modify your weights, modify, use machines more. 
Um, but again, that's as you get older. When we were young, we used to make fun of guys our age because all they did was use machines, yeah. like call them pussies. Now I'm a yeah. pussy because I became that well, fucking guy. The way you look and, now, I mean, I wish I'd look half that good. Yeah, Listen, I, I, I went I went over to Delray today after yeah. work to get in a workout, and I used all the hammer strength. Yeah, yeah it's great. Great. It is good. But listen, like him and me, yeah, I do actually. both of us, we're training probably around 30% right now. Yeah. I'm training around 30% of what I was. That's yeah. so my heart function is 30%. Yeah. So then I was on the money. But I, I try to, you know, I try to explain, like, I met when Jimmy Polici and I were friends, right? We were in, lived, when I was in Northridge Golds. Jimmy the Bull. Jimmy the Bull Polici. Oh, okay. Beast. So you know Jimmy, okay. Beast. And a good guy. Me and him had a bet one time. This is how strong I was. I, he said, because I could curl a lot of weight. As many reps, Larry, you do with two and a quarter. Two and a quarter on a straight bar. He goes, I'll do it with 315. All right? I got 13 reps with two and a quarter. And I remember one of the kids said, you're cheating. No fucking shit. It's two and a quarter. <laughs> you know, of course I'm cheating. I'm getting, I was parallel half the time just trying yeah, to get yeah, the yeah. weight up strapped on. So I did it for 13. He did 315 for 15. Holy shit. We're talking curls. How, how big is he? How tall is he? He wasn't that big, man. He had, his legs weren't that big. His upper body was massive. You know, I spotted him one time. His, his partner spotted him, but I was watching with a spot, he did 800 pounds raw. Shit. With a spot. I don't give a shit. I mean, how much you could spot 800 pounds? He got it up. You know, he was a beast. He was with Metrex at the time. Remember Metrex? The yeah, old, yeah, yeah. he was their Metrex boy. You know, but yeah. you know, but you, you alter yourself. You can't. I, I even get tired of talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like telling kids, like, you know, you know what I used to do? Now I'm starting to sound like one of those fucking, yeah, has yeah. been fucking, yeah. wanted, you know, like <laughs> never was his. <laughs> I think it needs wow, to you, be you have great listen, you have great genetics. You don't just push yourself. You gotta push yourself. You gotta let yourself loose. Exactly. Because when we're there it's kinda like I'm focusing half on filming and half on right I'm, not, I'm not Well even when you're not filming, I mean just do it on your own. I mean, you know, I know you guys got the show and it's hard to train when you're doing a show. I get that. I, it's impossible. To have a intense, crazy workout. You're well, trying here's to... the thing. Um, a lot of them want that. So I think a good strategy for me and him would be to just focus more on an intense workout, not even talk during an episode. Listen, yesterday I did back. I did six back exercises with five sets per exercise, Shit. and I was done in an hour and ten minutes. Sure. Hour and ten. Heavy. That's well, a, that's, that's, that's what I told them. The of, last time I went and filmed with them, it that's a lot of poundage volume, all those heavy reps. The, day, the up, day after St. Patty's Day. You're probably pulling 30,000, 40,000 pounds. Easy. He, easy. You know, if the, I look at it that way, easy. It's, I'm sorry. It's... The, the workout that they do would take you 30 minutes, but they're there for an hour and a half because of the bullshit. Right, because of the, the bullshit. Filming. Right. You know? Yeah, I, I have to defend this mentality, the Mike Quinn mentality, you know, shut up and fucking train mentality, you know, which I love because, you know, I have a kid right now that works out with me. He's 30 years old. He started, he was 180, no drugs. He weighs 220 now in one year. No 40 drugs. Pounds. 40, 40 pounds of muscle. That's 40 phenomenal. pounds at 30 years old because he never really knew how to eat. How to do his work? How to and, and listen? Don't ever go to the gym, guys. Guys out there, and know what to think. You know what the fuck you're doing. And now, how to put together body parts? You know, talk to people. You learn from guys my age, Lenny's. You learn from us. I mean, now, you know, do, now do you have a set schedule? Like he he does. Yes. He's just has to do legs on fucking Monday. Yes, I'm like him. Diverting like, from yes, that. Yes, it's like okay. going to church on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I do chest, arms. uh 
chest, arms, hamstrings, and calves, uh, back. I have an off day on Friday. I touch on miscellaneous weak points. Uh, Friday is shoulders, legs on Sunday. And he's in there for those weak points. A lot of people would blow that workout off. Yeah. Well, actually, on Sunday, this Sunday, the kids will probably comment. They they commented last time. I had about nine kids from age 16 to 18. I went there on Sunday at 4 o'clock. I wrote out, my wife wrote out all the foods they should be eating with ounces, calories, and fats, and proteins. Actually, I'll give you a copy. So, and it was like a, a menu they could choose from, how many meals they should eat, and we did chest. I taught them how to do chest. I showed them literally 15 to 18 exercises, but how to put them together, you know, start with incline. They all want to look like bodybuilders. And, um, but that every Sunday I do that now at four o'clock. I know it's going to get more and more and more because the kids talk to each other, Yeah, yeah. you know, but they don't realize they thought they were doing it and they have no realize, you know, they cut short here when they're coming to prep, you know, which, you know, they don't know. You don't make fun of them. You got to teach them. A lot of them rely on. You know, online and YouTube. Very much. Them, but you need somebody there. They're pros. Right. right. You're going to go online and listen to who? Jay Cutler? Even if it is. <laughs> you know, you're a kid starting? Yeah, right. Yeah, Even let's get the 100-pound dumbbells and curl them, right? Right, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're no, absolutely no, right. No, 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 you're right. It's all right. I'm, I was just saying something about Well, that. no, because when you're lifting by yourself, you're not – Unless you're able to look in the exactly. mirror, you yeah. can't see yeah. what no, kind form, of form you have. Without a doubt. And if you're with somebody that knows, they right. can adjust your arms to where they need right. to be, your hands, all that right. shit. Yeah. You know, and kids are today, they right away, they just start wanting to lick weights, and they film themselves. And they have abs. Yeah, guys, everyone has abs at 120 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. be 257 with abs, and I'll be, call me. Is there like a nearby high school or something? Yes, Park Vista. Yeah. Oh, so Good school. Yeah. Great school. Great school, good athletics, too. That's where my son went. Great school. Yeah. Good athletics. Oh, it's like yeah. a miniature college. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal school. But, yeah, a lot of kids come. and um, But, they again, that's how I started. I, you know, I didn't really bodybuild until I was 31 years old because I was an athlete. And all my friends were the best. They were Quinn. All my, they were all great. But I just wasn't my thing back then. What did right. you, you do as an athlete? I, I was phenomenal at baseball. Um, Heard you're in the Yankees farm system. No, no, it was my dad. My dad actually made the Yankees. No yeah, he got drafted World War II. Um, I pitched. I was in the Twins farm system. Um, I had two elbow surgeries. Ended my career as a pitcher. But I was, I was Tommy a Tommy John agent. surgery? No, back then they just cut you wide open, take <laughs> out things. Tommy John can actually help you. Yeah, Tommy John's amazing. These kids have Tommy John, they come back strong. But what yep. happened is that um, I was good in every high school. I was all state in um, uh, baseball. And in football, and I was all city in basketball, believe it or not. I could, you can give me a hockey puck. I could play hockey. Just got to teach me how to skate. So I was a natural athlete, so I didn't want to. And I was benching, and my friends all attested today. I was 19 years old. I could bench 405. Whoa. I was just a freak of nature, like strength-wise. So, you know, I didn't want to bodybuild because it restricted my motions because I wanted to be an athlete. Yeah, so the I, girls like the athletes, yes. particularly back and my then. girl, my married a girl that was the hottest girl in, in, in where we lived. I married her. And her name was Debbie. She was absolutely stunning. She was a professional uh, ballroom dancer. So you imagine a body she had. So, you know, she, so what happened, I moved to L.A., and one of my best friends were out there. I got transferred there from my job. And if you guys look him up, his name is Richie Bros. Richie Bros. Yes, I've was heard of him. I've seen him. one of my best friends in the world. And Richie, if you watch the show, I love you, brother. But what happened is that he was, he was Arnold's stuntman for Conan. So you can imagine it built on this dude. And he was the re- he was Conan at Universal Studios, and he was gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. And his wife was Miss California. 
I mean, the perfect couple. I remember the Muscle and Fitness. He had the T-shirt. Yes. Yes. Holding a tuna. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That. He was on but everything. Do you remember yeah. that? Show? So, you know, <laughs> I, I walk into the gym with him, Northridge Golds. The first day I'm there, he introduces me to Corey Everson, Chuck Norris, Victor oh, Richards, uh, this guy, that guy, what body, Albert Beckles, all legends are in this gym. And I remember introducing me to Corey Everson, and I was like, and he goes, Larry, why didn't you like talk to Query? I, I didn't even recognize her without her makeup. Mm-hmm. And she was built like a brick shit house. And she, we ended up training a lot together. But it was just an amazing time. So Richie got me involved. He had to give me my first shot of testosterone. I was, <laughs> I, you know, he gave me my first shots for about six months. I was terrified. Really? You know, I was just 31 years old. I was like a fucking virgin. How were the results? I just, then I got into it. Yeah. Then I started fucking growing and blah, and just nuts, strength and... Didn't realize, you know, curling with hundreds, fucking, you know, just playing with shit. <laughs> what, was, what would you say was your favorite compound? I was a basic, man. Uh, a, a Deca and and uh, uh, Test and uh, maybe... T-ball? Nah, I got too bloated. You know, you look at a water balloon on that stuff if you don't know what you do. And I wasn't eating properly. Like I was just still, I'm, I'm learning, Yeah, you know, and I wasn't eating properly. Probably, you know, and I would take some maybe equipoise. Equipoise would be the other one, sorry. Yeah, so, you know, it was a basic cycle, but I had genetics. Right. I, I'd never relied on drugs. I had genetics, and I trained like a fucking motherfucker, you know, and I still do. For my age, fuck, I'll pretty much put anyone on the bed right now. I mean, I, yeah, I still do. And I have a DVD of your show you're on, First and Ten with O.J. Simpson on HBO in the 80s. That was the best. You're hitting a one-man tackling sled, and your hamstrings, you look like Christian Okoye. Yeah, You got that big, flaring the Nigerian nightmare. Claw. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. You was had the long fun. hair, what do they call it, the mullet in the back? I had a, bo- a ponytail. A no, no, dude, I had <laughs> a flames. fucking mullet. Well, Fuck, I would never them. have a fucking mullet. <laughs> Who am I, from South Carolina? Right. A bra- my friends would kill me. This was the 80s. <laughs> it wasn't a mullet, it was a Steven Seagal ponytail, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people used to call it flames. You know, oh, I had my hair, it's right, my God, I had it. Cut on the side yeah. with lines. Yeah. And I had the earring. Like a Brian yeah. Bosworth. Like, a, like yes. a Brian Bosworth. Before right? Brian Bosworth, yeah. though. Oh, yeah. Because my, my cousin was out there as a barber, and he used to love fucking with my hair because I was a bodyguard at the time, and I did uh, first and ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get that footage out of storage and put, find DVD player and put it up online. It was awesome. So you and know, hanging so out with OJ. You're <laughs> in the locker room, too. I definitely killed his yeah. wife, bro. <laughs> Without a fucking so I was just doubt. Gonna <laughs> Definitely. I was at, we had breakfast at six in the morning. His wife would sit at the table. Like, she looked like. She was a co-core, wasn't she? She, she looked like shit. It was six in the morning. So he'd show up in a Testarossa Ferrari. She'd show up in a limousine. Juice one, juice two, right? So she would come sit next to him. And you couldn't even, like, look at him. Look at her because he was that fucking jealous. Uh. That gel. We were like a bunch of extras. We were extras. We were making $100. And when we had a scene where we got to clobber somebody on the football field, they gave us what they call bump money. So say a quarterback was rolling out and he was a stunt man, and I got to fucking knock him into the cups and <laughs> into the wall or something like that, I would get an extra couple hundred dollars. So they would go, Larry, earn your money. I would paralyze the guy. Got, he, was, he was dead when I hit him. <laughs> but it was awesome. We had LT. We had Lawrence Taylor. We had every celebrity on that show. That was a great show. Show, man. It was. I enjoyed it. It was a great show. It had a lot of stars on it. If you look at them now, they're older it was stars. Funny. 
we had uh, what's her name the one that married um, Gene Simmons what's her name the playmate mm-hmm. she was on the show she did a strip tease one time in, the, in our locker room yeah, that was kind of Neat scene to film. Ah. You had a lot of slobs <laughs> that had no business being on football. Oh, for a bit. no. Dude, we had so yeah. much fun, man. We'd, we'd be filming, like, shower scenes, you know, like, in the locker room. You'd have towels on. And half the time you're walking through the thing, the guy would rip your fucking towel off your butt naked in front of everybody, you know. <laughs> I used to put my towel on and put a belt, my 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 belt underneath and it folded over. So, <laughs> these guys were motherfuckers. <laughs> you're all of a sudden you're butt naked in front of like 50 people. <laughs> like a swingers club. Oh, it was unbelievable. And OJ, he was a good dude. His head, he had the biggest head I've ever seen in my life. They used to make fun. They called him head. They called him the head. And uh, they made fun of him. They said when he played in... Uh, Buffalo, they couldn't find him a helmet, so they just bolted his face mask into his forehead. (laughs) 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 He was, but he was a good dude. You know, he killed his wife. I keep saying that, but I think he did. He admitted to it. Kind of contradicts the other, but. Mm -hmm. Guy, correct me. What is it? No, no, I'm joking. Because you said he definitely killed his wife. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. What's that saying? Can't live with him, you can't kill him. He just proved us wrong. (laughs) (laughs) He just broke the theory. Is he still around today? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he got out. He got out. I heard he worked with Craig Titus to lose weight in prison. They were in the same facility. Are you kidding me? And they were always in the yard talking. Craig gave him a diet in there. Oh, my God, because he was a fat pig, OJ. Yeah. Craig Titus, my God. He yeah, I think, o- I, think o- fire. Oh I think God. OJ's on Twitter and that shit. He posts stuff from time to time. I mean, how did that, how, you know, you watch, I lived through that. How did that happen? I mean, how did he walk? They made it an ethnic thing and he walked. That's it. It was horrible. Just man. like it it's did like with today with all the yeah. systemic racism. I'm, I'm sick of it. What does man. that mean? I, you know, I have to look it up. Yeah, what does it mean? That? that means we're, we're white and we hate black people. And basically. the sad is, I mean, kids believe it. The blacks think well, they're being that's discriminated all the, it, against. They're taught that. Dude, when and I'm the whites age, are taught that they're evil. Right. We live in the real world, not yes. watching TV. The media will make you think that there's a huge problem between whites and yes. blacks. But I work well, with a bunch of blacks. Yes. All different types. There's no fucking issues, right. man. You Larry to, used to talk to everybody. Oh, you go to the gym with me, everybody. man. You you go to gym with me. I have so many black people hug me. You think I'm the part of their family? Yeah, yeah. It's fucking... You know, I mentor. I mentored these kids, Lamar, Shamar, Corey. I mentor about five black children. They're all 18. Look phenomenal. I help with their weightlifting. We go out to dinner once a month, and we talk. We talk about everything. We talk about police. We. I just want them not just to be. You know, just when a cop pulls you over. Don't try to take his fucking gun. Don't spit on him. Right. You know, there, there are consequences. Right. You know, my father would have kicked the shit out of me even if I talked bad to a cop. Yeah. You know, but that's the way we were raised. And, you know, cops are not targets, man. Because guess what? Tonight, if somebody breaks into your fucking house, who are you going to call? Exactly. You know, Ghostbusters? It ain't going to fucking happen. <laughs> you know, you're going to call the fucking cops. Honestly, all of us. Yeah. That takes some serious ball. I mean, they're putting their lo- willing to put their lives on the line for every us. day. Every day, so you got to think in their shoes. Just walking up to a random window, you you have no idea what this person's about. And they all get killed that way. Yeah. When they start suing police departments, getting twenty-seven million dollars, that's who's a yeah. Target. That last that, that twenty-seven million, million to his family. It's you know something. I, I'm again. I was born in New York City, raised in New York City. Those are the baddest cops in the world. They're tough as hell. Never disrespect them. They're always listen. There was a uh, there was a video on this morning. There was a cop 
a car flipped over, black woman with her family. She got stuck in a car and a little boy or somebody was in the back. This cop, I, I got to get a picture of him. They're trying to get him on Fox that he flipped the car over by himself and he saved the people. Where is that story? Yeah, yeah right. Where the fuck yeah. is that story? There right. are bad cops. They fuck up. That thing with George Floyd was, the guy's a fucking asshole. And guess what? He deserves what he gets. But there's a lot of, you know, if you, you put yourselves in their position. You're going to fucking talk. They want to send social workers to a fucking domestic dispute? <laughs> Good luck. Well, Good luck, man. I don't give a shit. You look like me or anybody. You're getting fucking shot. You know, especially guys my size. I'm the first guy to get shot in a fucking crowd. Yeah. Let's kill the big guy before he does something, you know? It's my whole life has been like that. Crazy, right? So how many times would you say you had a loaded gun pulled on you in your life? Not couple, to bring up any bad couple memories. A couple yeah. times. Yeah, one went right through my shoulder. I got shot. Yeah. Kai pointed at a club, and he got kind of bumped, or he was drunk, and aimed it at my head, and poof, went right through. This, it hit the bone and went right around my shoulder. But... I've been, Jeez. yeah, because I'm, I'm, you know, I lose my mind when I was stupid. Road rage. Guy cuts me off, gives me the finger. I'm diving in his fucking windows <laughs> trying to pull him out of the car. And then he pulls up to the next light, pulls a Glock on me. And thank God I've always had fast cars. <laughs> so I pull the fuck away. But it happens, man. You got to, today, can't fool around. No. You can't even beep at people. No, you can't have a fight. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't, you, you know, it's not even worth the kid will go in his car, no, come back and shoot. This is scary. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. I'm, I'm terrified of that, and I'm not afraid of anything. But I would be afraid of a kid, that 19-year-old, come in, yep. you know. We're afraid of a 52-year-old fat power lifter wants to shoot us. <laughs> Jay. Why, he's, you guys in an argument with him? Because we excommunicate him from the misfits. Oh, you threw him Jay out. Told me yeah. He knows you. yeah, I know. You know. I saw the videos. I know. I know pretty much everybody. You know from that gym down where Woolard had on. Yeah. It's not yeah. Walmart, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know all these guys. You, you run into them here and there. It's kind of fun. Yeah. You know, because they... I'm, I'm searching for their names. You know, my, Big Larry is kind of synonymous yeah, with me, Omar. so it's easy yeah. for them to remember my name. You don't forget. Synth Mark, yes. Yeah. Yes, I knew him too. <laughs> you don't forget a guy like Larry. You know what's sad? I'll be in Publix or whatever, and a guy will come up to me. Hey, hey Lenny, how you doing? I say, do I know you? He says, yeah, from the gym. And I'm thinking, yeah, I never ever Devin Ewell. I never saw him in my life. Oh my life. god, it's so much. It's there. awesome. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I went to the new gym recently, the Boynton one, the Signature Club. Yeah, you know, yeah. I heard it took me stinks. literally an hour to get my workout started because I'm I am very much a people person, and if I don't see you for a little bit and you start talking, I'm not gonna come in like I gotta fucking train. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my pre workout is fucking wearing off. You know, I'm, yeah. Not yeah. Doing that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're like that. We've yeah. done it. Yeah. So, you know, I say hi to everybody and just give them hugs. And, you know, it's like, a, like I said, it's a frat. It's a, a, a team, a bunch of friends like us. We don't see each other for a long time. I was so excited to see them. You could for tell. The, for the, the people that video. are serious about it, not the ones that are just going there for a photo op and mm -hmm. to hook up, chase pussy. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, because don't forget, you're not talking to them anyway. Yeah. I don't talk to them. I'm not. I laugh at them. Yeah, you know, or I make faces at them. I, I'm not gonna, you know. But I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing, man? You know, you're you're training your friends, filming you. What what do you guys fucking? What do you do next? Go naked and film each other? <laughs> that's like, what, yeah, that's that's what they were doing last week. With, Is that what I missed? With, with that other Motor City moron, everybody's filming all at the same time. It was a big love fest. I thought oh, you guys right. were all gonna suck each other's dick, right? I thought you guys were all gonna blow each other by the end of that workout. Can you admit how? Oh, you look that great. Kind of was at one point when everybody. And like all, it was all six of us with like yes. three cameras I out. I wasn't expecting all that. That's why I was, <laughs> I was wandering around the whole time. Yeah, 
yeah. What a that shit. Everybody looking, people asking to take pictures. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, you don't realize how cringy it is until you watch the video of it and you see other people in the background. It's creepy, shit. man. Yeah. Yeah. It's creepy, man. It's just, I could never. Total I, I would turn around and tell everybody, shut those fucking phones off. You know how I am. Yeah. I'll light everybody I up. <laughs> I see Guy's sister Nina did that on the hack squad. You see that? Clip the other day. No, people were laughing. He was in Dallas. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. Sent, you sent me that. That was good. Yeah, he posted that on his own Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah. saw that. I had the cops called on me about a month, no, two months ago. <laughs> in LA. It's a good one. Tell him. This is yeah, a good story. Great. So, I'm in the gym. I'm helping somebody get ready for a show. So at I'm the, not training at the LA Fitness. At the LA where I train at Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So what happens is there's a guy in a leg press. He doesn't have the thing unclipped. He has it still up. So all he's doing is doing a leg press and banging on the on the posts. He wasn't doing like, ca- he wasn't doing calves. He was just he was doing legs, but moving it six inches, and it was like this: boom, boom, boom. It was like I was in a fucking steel mill. I mean, it was amazing. Break the fucking machine. I'm getting a headache. The kids are all looking. No one's going over. So I'm like, it did it for about ten minutes. So I go over. He's doing it. It's yelling, and I'm yelling at the, while I'm walking. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Are you fucking stupid? Do you know how to fucking use this thing? He goes, I got to use that tomorrow. You're going to break the fucking thing, I said. So he looks at me, and he goes, as I'm getting closer, now he hears me, and he goes, get away from me. Get away from me. (laughs) And I'm like this. I said, oh, I should have known. You're a fucking retard. And his wife, I didn't even know, was standing right next to him. Imagine me and this guy and me yelling and calling him a retard. Your wife's standing right there, right? <laughs> so what happens is that he goes, get away, get away. And he does it again. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to have a nervous fucking breakdown. <laughs> so I didn't know. Give him a pill. So I fucking leave. And now he's doing it again and staring at me in the gym. So now I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. I don't do any, you know, you can't do nothing yeah, in the gym. Right. It's your church. Right. I'm not going to do anything. And you don't want to I'll go out. outside and have a fucking field day. But so <laughs> what happens is that he, um, I'm leaving with the same people. And he's filing a complaint up front. As I see he's filing with the kid that came in the back that heard all the noise. So I'm like, oh, you're filing a complaint? Imbecile? I said, here's the spelling <laughs> of my fucking name. Larry Diodato. D-I-O-D-A-T-O. Uh, <laughs> right. All right, I'm sorry. So I give him my name, fucking, and then he goes, that's the guy. That's the guy who threatened me. And I'm like, I threatened you? Yeah, and he put his hands on me. Uh, I, I said, first of all, my friend, check this out. I'm going to give you a threat. I'm going to rip your fucking head off, wipe my ass with your face, and throw your head in the parking lot. That's a fucking threat, I said. And the guy looks at me and goes, oh, my God. And he takes a lot of steroids. And that was like hitting... That was like hitting the missile button at NASA for me. <laughs> I lost my fucking mind after that, right? Like, you, who the fuck are you? And then, you know, I said, you're the kind of guy who gets a lawyer, calls the cops, and I didn't do anything to you, and there's witnesses everywhere, and boom. That, so I leave. About 20 minutes, 30 minutes go by, I get a phone call. It's my daughter. It's my nephew. They're all at the gym. Larry, the cops are here. They're looking for you. And I'm like, are you... I'll be right there. You know, I'm like saying I'm coming. Yeah. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm coming back. So I, I get in my car. I fly back to the gym. Cops outside taking a statement with the husband and wife. And I walk in. Officer. As I sit down with the officer, some cops are leaving. Larry, what's going on? Because the co- cops all know me in the gym, you know? <laughs> so Larry, what's going on? This is Larry, man. We all know Larry. Larry's great, right? So 
guy told him, oh, it's okay, guys. I just need to talk to Larry, get a statement. So the guy goes, so Larry, what happened? He said he put your hands on him. I said, if I put my hands on him, he wouldn't be giving you a statement. Right. <laughs> I said, that's fucking number one. You'd be putting him with straps and an ambulance, and he'd be gurgling. I said, fucking, I said, I said, and that's one. I said, number two, he says, he's lying. I didn't do a thing. So long and short of it, I make my statement. I get a call from the regional director of LA Fitness the next day. Hi. <laughs> this is the regional director. Hi. I'm sorry what happened yesterday. I was just defending your club, I said. I didn't do anything wrong. And he goes, Larry, I'm not calling you about that. He goes, I spoke to management. He says, people love you. I just wanted to thank you for defending the club. Good. And he says, we expelled that her, the, the, the member and his wife. Great. And I'm like, oh, my God. I said, that's not necessary. I said, he's a dick, but that's not necessary. He goes, Larry, no, it was necessary. He did this at our Boynton Beach Club. He called the cops and said somebody threatened him and nobody threatened him. He's just, uh, uh, he's got psychological problems. Or I could have been right, my, my mental diagnosis being a fucking retard. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> so, the cops. Ooh, my day. But the yeah. next day, the story, you know how the grapevine works. Larry killed somebody and he got off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking Big Richard got banned from LA Fitness for yelling at a guy because he was parking in a handicapped spot. No way. It happened outside the gym. It didn't even happen inside no the fucking gym. How come you're not allowed at Redcon? That's a good question. I have no idea. The, uh, because of the, what's, the what it says on his shirt. They give off weird energy. The girl at the desk. Put the mic that. up to your face. And now we actually have Lenny. a weird energy pre-workout. We have a pre-workout coming out in the next couple so weeks. So they got mad that you, had, you were advertising your... No, I don't know. With um, Blessings Trainer came up to us. He recognized me. <clears throat> spoke to me. I spoke to Blessing. Yeah. We joked around. And then Rob comes in there. Was that? You go by yourself next week? And then. The owner doesn't want any affiliation with the Misfits. That's That was why? was the reasoning. You guys, why? I mean, those are the kind of people who go to his gym. I mean, his gym's a gym gym. Yeah, we had tons of fans. Yeah. yeah. And, they did, and they did nothing but praise that gym after that. When we came on a it's podcast beautiful. after yeah, they yeah. went, they gave nothing but Some good of reviews the on things it. Things they had there were incredible. Oh, no, I haven't seen stuff like that in years. And some of the new stuff is so innovative. It's, everything's anatomically perfect. And it's, yeah. the lights are dim, and it's a good way. It helps you focus. Yes. I can't describe it. Yes. No, because the lights we train yeah. all the gyms make you blind when then, you walk in. Yeah. Right. And you got Kai Green and Blessing. I remember that. Trying to squat and getting blind and getting yeah. dizzy. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. No, it was very, that gym was perfectly built. It's a little small, but it's, the equipment's amazing. I'm just, like, when I saw that in your episodes and I... Why would that happen? Unless you guys would be in dicks, but no. you know, because we know every Jim Willard's in there. That's what I saw Jim Willard in there when no I went kidding. a couple of times. Yeah, 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 huh. and it was great to see him. Then I ran into everybody. Everybody was in there. Well, Jim time. Willard kicked me out of his gym, so which one? All of them. <laughs> and he wouldn't let me in his new one. Oh, level five. Yeah, I tried to go there. I don't know. That's Palm Beach Gym now, right? No, it's a uh, it's a uh, Walmart. Oh. It's the one on Federal Highway. Uh, oh, the Walmart supermarket. Yeah. It's, a, it's the one on Federal between gotcha, Linton and, and, yeah. Yeah, it used to be that gym. You never got to train there? Never. Well, actually, yeah, I snuck in there once and he found out. He told the desk, don't let this guy in. I don't know. <laughs> we used to, we when I had my company down the street, we used to, from two to four, all my guys got to train there. So I had about 
30 or 40 of my guys, we had a lot, I had about 80 or 90 employees at the time, and we let all the guys who work out train from two to four because they worked a lot of nights oh, that's great. on the phone. So wow. my wife was there, and there was a gay guy at the door uh, at that time. They used to call it hot man hour, the gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jay was going there too at that time. That's but that gym, that gym, I went there for years. I went there for years. I almost yeah. got arrested there too with uh, Big Dwight. Remember Big Dwight? Yeah. The black guy? Yeah. Yeah, me, me and Dwight go out to dinner like every other weekend. We go, you guys can come with Last us. We have a nice Italian restaurant, restaurant down the street. You guys will meet us there on a Sunday night. In Del Rey? Have dinner Downtown with us. Downtown Del Rey? Uh, Cucina Moderna. It's right on uh, uh, Boynton Beach. It's my friend Fabio's place. Uh, Boynton Beach and Lions. It's a beautiful restaurant. Indoor, outdoor bar. Okay. Kind of like a Rocco's. Rocco's is where best the friend. Wa- where the Wawa is? Yes, yes. Okay. Ro- Rocco, exactly, right where it is. And Ro- Last time I saw Dwight, he was training at Busybody. Yes, yes. He's still there? He's training people at home right now because of the COVID. So all his clients are at home and they wanted to stay at home. He's, you guys see how big he is? It's about 360. <laughs> Andrew saw him in South Carolina. He's a beast. Yeah, he went down with Defendus. Oh. Yeah, he went there with Defendus. So what happened one time, me and him, a level five, I get a phone call. He was my training partner for a long time. When I stopped with you guys, I trained with him because of his strength. His strength oh, was yeah. out of control. So he, um, I get a call. I'm in a suit every day. So he gives me a call. I get a call. He says, Larry, uh, you got to get to level five. Dwight has just lost his fucking mind. He's throwing fucking shit around. And I'm like, and he goes, and, and no, he. You're the only one that can yeah, come yeah, down. Yeah. Right. I'm, it's like, it's, I'm like his dad almost. So he goes, you got to come down. So I run down. Suit tie. He's in the middle of the gym. He took all the condiments, all the bars and everything and put them in a fucking pile. <laughs> because what happened, he was supersetting and people were taking his shit. So he says, now no one could have fucking nothing. He took every handle, every fucking lap bar. And he put... <laughs> I ain't lying. And he put it in a fucking pile. And there was another black guy there screaming at him. Well, the guy worked for me. And the guy, he's the one who called the cops. And the guy worked for me. His name was Ed. So I walk in and I see him. He's, and people are like terrified. He's Larry's over there. I run over. I said, dude, what are you doing? And he goes, well, this guy. And I'm like, dude, he, he's, he's a wimp. I said, what did he do to you? He kept taking my bar. And then he complained about me. And he's Jamaican, you know, with that accent. And I can't even understand him half the fucking time. So he goes, <laughs> and he's complaining about me. And I think they called the cops. I'm like, oh, man, bro, really? I said, we're leaving. And he goes, I'm not leaving. I said, "Put get your shit. I said, we're fucking leaving right now. He gets his shit, right? And we leave. I walk out the front doors. There's a squad car here, a squad car there, and a squad car there. Because they called in, and he's so massive, they sent three fucking police units. Right? I walk out, and I'm like, I'm in a, a tie and a shirt. I have my jacket on. And the cops go, what's your name? All three, you know. And they have their hands. They see two guys our size. I'm like, I'm, this is fucking scary, man. Because yeah. they're not exactly going to fucking pat me down. They're going to. So I, the guy go, my name is Larry. Boom. I, I tell my name. What's your name? He goes, I don't have to tell you anything. No, I always looked at him like this. <laughs> right? You know, the cops are staring at me. And I said, listen, check this out. Now the tasers are coming out. I said, when I wake up from this, I'm going to fucking kill you. I said. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, you know what happened? The cops started laughing. They started laughing. Because it was just a moment. It kind of broke up the moment with the tasers. I said, yeah. I'm going to kill you when I wake up. So he told them the name and nothing really happened. And they let us walk away. Thank fucking God. 
Oh. And that was the end of the, the membership there? No, nah, Jim Willard. God, I okay. love Jim Willard. Jim Willard came to my bodybuilding shows. He yeah. never went to anyone's shows. Even Mark Alvisi, he never went to Mark's shows. We used to see Mark at the Delray LA film. I sponsored Mark. Oh, yeah. When he won a USA. Still, I was with him. Keep in contact with him now? No, but I'm going to. I'm going to call him. Is he still around here? Is he, yes. What is he doing? He's training people. Oh, okay, good. No, I'm going to call him. I love Mark. Mark and I had a very close. He was very close with my wife. My wife and him did the USA together. He was very quiet when I, we'd see him in the morning at LA Fitness Store. He used to be oh, on the Stairmaster yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. He used to have a little nutrition store at the old gym, yeah, too, a little bit. His wife was, was girl. Ava Cohen was yeah, unbelievable. Was, yeah. You ever look her up? You ever go see her? That was Ava VPX. Cohen. Oh, my God. Or no, that was, what was it? who sponsored him? Uh, Gaspari. Gaspari. Before that, I think. Gaspari. Yeah. Oh, and VPX was before that. Yeah. Yeah, he was good. He was, he was top notch. He was Andrew's age. I always used to tell Andrew. Mark's eating your lunch, man. You got to get back into bodybuilding. Yeah. Well, he had the same structure as Mark. Yeah. Andrew. Mark, Mark was very aesthetic. He was about 220, but a beaut- no waist. And he could do a vacuum. He had no waist. Great Beautiful legs, lift. great shoulders, great arms. And he was handsome as shit. Good looking kid. But we sponsored. I paid for all his food. Gaspari was um, his sponsor, per se, but I paid for Mark's food every week. I had him on my payroll. He would show up and get a check for 600 go shopping. Wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And then we went to the USA, and when he won, I never forget us hugging backstage so hard. I had all this protein after we <laughs> He just was holding me and just yelling, "Can you believe it? We did it! We did it!" And we, you know that's the love of the sport. His How father hard he worked. died when he was younger. He didn't yeah. have a father. Yeah. Right? Okay. yeah, so we had a great relationship. You know, then he got caught up in some bad stuff, so it was a shame. You know, getting the wrong crowd. Yeah, they'll do it. Yeah, you know, and that's that bodybuilding mentality. Is that you know. Mark had that a little bit. Now I, I hated that about him. Is when you won, you expected people to do things for you, and just because you became a pro, that's when the hard shit starts. Now you got to make your way up the ladder. Now you miss the USA. You're on the cover of all these magazines, which you was. Yeah. And now you're not getting that major money. Don't you would get a half a he million? He was getting that as an amateur, plus your help. Yeah, he was making money. Yeah, I took care of him. He was yeah. like uh, again. I was. He was with me all the time. But, uh, and his, and his girl was, I mean, his girl was top, she won the Arnold. She won the Arnold in fitness. She was a figure. She won the Arnold. No jokes, man. They were top notch. Top notch. Not like us slackers. (laughs) 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 They were the real deal. You know, we were the amateurs. Wrong sport for us. That's all. We're too tall. It's good to see a tall guy, you know. I love being tall. Yeah. But uh, not for bodybuilding. I'm too tall. Some of those guys are just too short and bunched up. Well, I'm never going to be, I'm not going to be something my Rottweiler would piss on either. I'm not going to be a fucking fire engine. It's like, go through life and afterwards you're not big anymore and now you're a fucking Oompa Loompa. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you can continue as long as your health goes. Yeah. Keeping that muscle into your 70s. Why not? Because I'm looking online, something to look forward to. There's some guys out there, but. I think with this generation of you guys who are more serious, oh, yeah. you're going to see a lot of 70, 80-year-old freaks coming out of the Well, woodwork. go punch up John Defendants what he looks like. He looks fucking insane, man. Do that. John looks phenomenal. Uh, he just tore his tricep and everything. He rebuilt it. He, he almost had a Widowmaker, too. Actually, he had a Widowmaker. Oh, he had heart problems. He was on the table while they were working on him, and he had a Widowmaker heart attack while he was on the table. He was lucky he and was on the table. saved him right there. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. But John how, looks great. How old is he? John is about, what, 55? But he looks phenomenal. 65. Is he? Yeah. He's, he's older, older than, than you, yeah. Really? Yeah, because he was doing stuff in the 70s with Mahalik. Yeah, he would. Yeah. I remember when his wife came up to me when he was training me. 
But he was so real though because I was about eight weeks out from the West Palm and I wanted him to train me and to help dial me in. So I went over to his house in Smith Farms and took my gear off, started posing. And I thought I looked insane because I was like 275, abs, I looked nuts. Finished on, he looks at me and he goes, ah, Larry, I don't think you're going to make this show. I don't think I can help you. I'm like, God damn, what a kick in the balls that was. I thought I was going to be like, oh, you're awesome and we're going to win and I don't think I can help you. And I was like, John, what do I have to do? Because I want you to help me. I never had a professional help me, so help me. You got to do everything I said. And I did everything he said. I ate eight meals a day for eight weeks. Eight meals and trained. So I'm into it for about two weeks. I'm six weeks out of the show. His wife comes up to me outside the gym and he goes, John wanted me to ask you a question. I'm like, why doesn't John just ask me the question? He goes, well, he, he's never asked this before, but he wants to train with you. Because I had, I had crazy intensity, but and he had crazy intensity volume. So he said, and I said, are you kidding me? John wants to train with me. Yeah. And you're asking, like, of course, I said. When do we start? Sunday morning. Go there Sunday morning. I have a half a cantaloupe in me. I'll never forget it. Seven in the morning. He must have had 25 fucking pancakes and oatmeal. <laughs> I had a half a cantaloupe because I'm dieting. We do a workout. I think we did probably 16 or 1,700 reps for back. I counted in the Whoa. car because I had to have my wife. I lived four blocks away. I had my wife pick me up because I couldn't move. <laughs> I didn't even have no memory. I had to look at my license to find out who the fuck I was. You know what I'm saying? I was that fucked up. And I never forgot that. And I said, wow, this is how you train when you're a pro? Okay. Okay, I'm into this shit. So he, he got me so fucking motivated. That's where my whole attitude changed about training. He taught me. He probably taught me, he forgot more than he taught me. How's that? Because he knew so much. Wow. You know, he was the old school, old school. And we trained, and my God, he transformed me. And this is what he did because of my legs, and I was so tall, he said, we're not doing any cardio. I didn't do any cardio when I competed. He dieted me down because he didn't want me to lose my legs on the bike or on the Stairmaster or something like that. He dieted me down. It was amazing, man. And again, I did it for the love. I think I took second, that show. But I did it for the love of the sport. The guy who beat me was like 5'4". You know, symmetry was... Per no, he looked like it's I a, just went to the bathroom and he came out. That's it's, it's, not a, it's, not, it's not a tall man sport. It's no, it not, ain't. You know. But you look... I'd rather, you know, honestly, for myself, getting older, I, I'm so glad I'm not 5'4". Yeah, no disrespect course. out there, but I'm just, you know, I got lucky with my genetics. My mom's 5'1", who passed away. She's 5'1". How tall is your dad? 6'3". So I got the genetics. Because yeah. I could have been the greatest bodybuilder in the world if I followed my mom. That's what happened to Andrew Calora. <laughs> yeah. His father was 6'3". His mother was like 5'1", five, 5'2". Five, Is it? He got stuck with the short end. Of course, people accuse him of you know, stunting his growth place as a teenager. Who knows? Because Why for me train? So that does work. Yeah, that was, does happen, man. He was lifting at 13. Yeah. That. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. He started doing equipoise at 16, blew up on that. God damn, really? Yeah. Down here he lived? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> wow. And then when I got him on tests and t-ball, look out. He got up to 300 pounds so fast, repping five plates on a bench. Oh, uh, rep. Remember when, the, when, remember when he was doing the close grips and it slid out of his hands and he crushed yeah. his sternum? Blood started coming out of his mouth. mouth. Yeah. You never heard that story? Yeah, yeah. You heard it, yeah. right? Yeah, he was, he was close gripping 505. And, and he used to put his hands like this. He didn't wrap, so he put them this way. Yeah, yeah. Most of us. Me and this yeah. other guy, the guy that was the black guy that tried out for the Dolphins. Yes. 
was spotting him, and he got scared. Yeah, he left cause, the scene. Yeah, because he thought he heard him. It, yes, yes, it, and it was on the first rep. Yeah, it slid right out of his hands, and it bounced off his chest, and everyone grabbed it and put it back on the rack. And he, he and I, yeah, but I told him, remember I said, just stay the fuck yeah, there. Yeah. Lay down. Don't move. Because then the ambulance came and they put him on a board. Because mm-hmm. I was, I saw that blood come out of his mouth. I'm like, oh my God, he might have put that a rib to his fucking heart or something. That would have killed an average person. Either. Killed? Oh yeah. He was, thank God he was so thick. Yeah. That would have, what was the word? Uh, decapitate? Would have yeah. cut somebody right in half. Thank God it didn't fall on his mouth. I saw a guy in Pennsylvania drop 295 on his teeth. And wow. it looked like someone cooked a can of corn and put ketchup on it. Wow. After he gets up, half his face was gone. Well, you broke your leg one time. What'd you do to your leg on the leg? You know, when you the, got uh, stuck, I was doctor. laughing my ass off because I couldn't get you out of there. Yeah, I turned <laughs> the doctor on it, and that was embarrassing. I, I was actually was embarrassed. I thought it was funny as shit. We had about <laughs> 40 fucking plates on, and you got stuck in the machine. I'm like, I got to get Vaseline to get this motherfucker yeah. out of here. Put him, in with a, put, put him in with a shoehorn. <laughs> now you got to get him out with Vaseline. <laughs> I, like I actually like that because the first time Sherry Lee gave me some ten- attention. Yeah. She was hovering well, you're lucky. You did it on purpose then. You did it on purpose, you motherfucker. tights. Oh, gosh. But I was so intimidated by her. I remember doing seated calf, and I'm doing them. She's grabbing the prong like a dick and pushing it down and, like, playing with me. I didn't know what to do. Hold on. No guy would have known what to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, she was intimidating. Yeah, she she was, was so pretty. She was, and she had a, she, she had a great body. Oh. God. I never saw an ass on a white girl back then. Well, like, hold on. She was amazing. And she was sweet as shit. Yeah. She was the sweetest person, man. Beautiful face, teeth, oh. gorgeous. Pamela Anderson. Better looking. Better looking than Pamela Anderson yeah, at the time. Yeah. But imagine seeing a built like that Pamela Anderson. She was intimidating. And I have to give him credit. George Johnson created her. And George Johnson dated her. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't Lou date her? Yeah. Lou, Lou dated Cherry Lynn? Yeah. He, he, he actually told me. Because he was Is this a lady. The truth? I'm yeah. fact checking this. He used to laugh at us. He said, <laughs> he goes, what do you, what do you Somebody afraid? get your phone, Rob. Because what are you intimidated <laughs> by Sherry Lee for? She's just a regular girl. He says, they went to a red hot chili pepper concert in West Palm. And she starts, wasn't paying attention. And he says, guess what, bitch? Find your own ride home. He, and she told him, you're acting like a child. He goes, well, fuck you. Get your own ride. Really? Yeah. I was so like I, I had a great relationship with her, and at the time I was dating Michelle, and Michelle was built like her. Yeah, my girl was red haired, green eyed, same kind. All of his thing. girls had the perfect Cra- ass. crazy. Come on, say, <laughs> you know, like she was in Playboy and everything. So I always thought like she would say, "Your girl is so beautiful, Larry." This, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's a lesbian too, right?" But but she never was. But I always thought she was hitting on Michelle. <laughs> I was getting no play. <laughs> she's using me for my girlfriend. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Yeah, she was hot. She was. I liked her though, man. There was a lot of good people in that gym. Remember Jose? He died. Yeah, he died, yeah, man. Yeah. What a good dude. Did you like him? A lot of people yeah. hated him. No, I, I didn't have a problem with him. Yeah, but you remember didn't talk those to anybody. two lesbians? You liked everybody. Remember those two lesbian chicks in middle age? They stabbed each other to death. Come on. Yeah, the one that used to wear a fuck butch shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they stabbed each other in a nasty, violent lesbian fight. Cause they were. Wow. Almost married. I don't, I don't think it's legal down there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Cut each other to pieces. A nasty vibe. Remember the other blonde that used to come there with her husband, the real pretty one? I forgot her name. She was in magazines. And she used to do the acrobatics. She was that. beautiful. Another beautiful one. Yeah. She used to walk in the gym. Everyone thought she was a snot nose because she was so pretty, and she had a strut. Yeah. You know, she yeah. had a strut. Yeah, yeah. And she did porn and everything. I yeah. think she did a lot of soft porn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, her husband, she dubbed. She, I don't know what happened. They were, they were a cool couple. 
I went to their house. I think there were swingers because I had to deal with all these fucking people that were swingers. <laughs> it was fucking hard. I thought, so thought, did we. Me and Lenny were security at Trapeze for a while. Oh, have fun there, right? A lot of fucking normality there, right? Working there wasn't fun, yeah. Picked up a lot of bad habits there, I'll tell yeah, you Yeah, no shit. Well, listen, if you're married to a woman and you're going to, like, share her, you deserve what a fucking... Yeah. I tell you what, there was an Italian guy, ex-cop, alpha male type, would bring his blonde and it was gorgeous. And he'd bring her into their interest for black guys. Oh, how beautiful. And watch. Well, and they talk about systemic racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? Now yeah, with your systemic me, yeah, racism. Yeah, yeah. And I'm guys, sharing my wife with these guys. A lot of white guys, older white guys. It's my wife's birthday. Is there any bulls in here? I said, what's a bull? Yeah. You know, a black guy. Because I want to give her a little birthday present. I guess there's plenty yeah. in here. Good relationship. And you were the maitre d'. <laughs> we had to watch it. And plus, to torture us, they had porn on every screen. It's like it made, I didn't want to have sex for a week after that. It was so disgusting. Yeah, well, five hours of that, the t- totally naked. There's a lot of guys from the old world gym too that. I'm oh no! See, that's name. the thing. You don't know who is and who's not. You know, I, I could say a bunch of names right now, but I'll never say it. But man, and you know every one of them. You said one of them earlier. Yeah, <laughs> damn right. And I, and, I, and I always, you know, I always had a beautiful girlfriend. Yeah. You know, but if you touched her, you'd be, I'd shove all your limbs right up your ass. Yeah. You could have sex with yourself. <laughs> That's how Rob was, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I don't believe in that. I think no, if you love somebody, how not Talk to be about like degenerate fucking just, tell, right, that we're a bunch of Christians over here, but, you know, wh- who would do that? I mean, honestly, I mean, a right mind, nothing to, you know, maybe you're all fucked up in the head, but well, I mean, at the end who, of the night, we who, would a, wear, who would wear fishnets and blow a black guy wearing a wig? There's degenerates there out there. Yeah, everyone has a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had. I've never had that day. <laughs> Speaking, is that a Freudian slip, Larry? No, never day, had that day. Yeah, yeah, right? T- tell us about the fishnets. From the arrest. Did they leave marks on your legs for a while? Because I dressed up as a girl one time for Halloween. No, what happened? What happened was... I looked like a fucking checkerboard. I was down at the... Because I'm living off 10th. I was down at the Bamboo Room, which is an all-black Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And the waitresses have fishnets on this and that. And I told this one girl, this awesome body, I said, I'm going to call you the fishnet goddess. She says, I want to see you wear some next week. I said, I will. So I got some. She went to men's room with me. I pulled my pants down, you know, and I was on a molly, and I guess I, another girl called me, a black girl in Delray wanted me to come over, and I, she moved, so I'm trying to find her house, and I got pulled over, and of course they found, I, I was like a big mouth, told them I had it, which you shouldn't have said, and then they took me to jail. I'm thinking, oh, shit, the guy, I got to do a body cavity search. Oh, no, so with I the fishnets the guy, on? So there's a guy, uh, like, oh, shit. Are you, this is a true story? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is like Lou with what's her name? I'm not believing this shit. Lou, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's true. Oh. But yeah, you know I mean, do a why, strip why would you lie about it? Fishnets on? Yeah, when I came down, I was like, oh shit, I forgot I had these on. I told him. And How'd just, you forget? He hurt those fucking things. I wore them for Halloween. Well, got, he was high. He was, it was, you weren't for Halloween, so did I. Yeah, but You're fucking way, yeah. Plus, my, you know what? I caught in one of the fucking, it almost got decapitated. <laughs> my shit cut off. <laughs> <laughs> I went dancing with him. I'm like, oh no, I'm bleeding. Oh my God. <laughs> you went out to a public place in this? Yeah, land? I dressed up as a girl with one breast. You got more balls than me. I, oh, dude, you know, I had a mustache and fucking hair. <laughs> shit. So I just told the guy, I don't know why I have these on. He's like, okay. I don't know why I have these on. Cut them off, threw it in the garbage. Oh. 
He goes, I've seen worse. I said, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. You got it. You're yeah. right. Does he know you could have signed those and sold them? True. <laughs> I wasn't thinking. I was under the And we're looking for that memorabilia, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the wrestlers that sell their memorabilia. We're looking for the fishnet stockings. Yeah. But, you know, it was all, I wasn't in my right mind. I was, because once I started doing that, I would do anything. What was the worst thing you saw when you were in lockdown? Just 140 guys in a big room. Yeah, it's packed. And they, why do they have to have a small railing on the second floor? I asked the correction officer, how many guys get tossed over here? Yeah. And he looked at me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they almost want it to happen. But thank God, you know, being big, you know, they basically kiss your rear end yeah. the whole time. I was in, uh, I did a prison stunt in uh, L.A. I did a, uh, in Chino. First they put oh, me. So you had Crips and Bloods. Oh, no, hold on. I got it. So what happens, I went from the glass house in L.A. County. They kept me there for about three or four months until my... What happened is that I had a warrant for uh, something. I forgot, assault, a warrant. And I didn't go to the, the court. And I was a bodyguard at the time, traveling everywhere. So when I came back, the person that I assaulted saw me in a club and called the cops. So they all showed up, guns out, pulled me in, and brought me into the prison. I stayed at gun club. I'm not sorry, gun club. Uh, <laughs> county jail, L.A. County, which is they call it the glass house. Thank God, a lot of the guys worked at a world's gym who were, were officers there because I didn't get treated that bad. They put me in like a trustee. They made me so I, a trustee has a little bit more. I have your own cell. I was actually handing out the pills for pharmacy out to a trustee to the Menendez brothers. I'd go downstairs, give them to the Menendez brothers. Yeah, no shit. no shit. And then uh, uh, this guy Keating. Who was this huge investment banker that just went away for twenty? Tom Keating. Yes, I. They had to give them their pills because you, they, you know, so they have a certain line, and if they're in solitary, they were in solitary. So what happened is that I was in L.A., and the judge hated me because I was, you know, trying to be like a celebrity bodyguard or whatever. But I was stupid, a kid, and he sent me to Chino to be held until my trial. I never fucking experienced anything like that in my life. Let me tell you something. You want to be humbled. You got essays, essays, Crips, and the bloods of the minority. And then you have the Aryan, and then just the white guys looking to fucking join a gang, which nobody wants, you know? So our dorms were a quad, so there'd be the guards all in the middle, one, two, three, four systems, 60 beds down here, and on the top end, 30 beds in one quad. And you have four of them, and all the guards are going to see. So I was on the bottom quad. You know, and I was, I witnessed, you know, guys getting their throats cut on the fucking line. And, you know, I was terrified because I was such a big kid, but I was a white guy and I was, you know, a minority and I, I didn't, wasn't part of a gang. Yeah, you were a target. I was a target. Yeah. I really was a target. So, so you're too dark for the Aryan nation. I guess. Oh, you know what happens? So this is what happens, bro. It was a crazy day. So I, again, I'm trying to mind my own business. One day it's like nine o'clock at night. I'm on my bunk. I have all my stuff laid out, all my uh, toiletries, because I just took a shower. I'm in a towel. And getting ready to bunk down. And these three black guys come in. And they, you knew they were in transit for a while because they were chalky. They were very, you know, dried skin and everything like that. So they came over to my uh, bunk and uh, asked me, you know, didn't ask me. They said, what? I said, guys, and you know, when a new prisoner comes in, you have to be, you know, you, you help them. Because until they get shit to manage themselves, you volunteer. So I said, what do you guys need? You need some moisturizer? You need toothpaste or anything like that? So the one guy says to me, nah, nah, we're just, we don't need nothing, man. We're just taking all your shit. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. So I knew right then it was on. And I didn't know at the time. I didn't know, but there were three bloods. So what happened is that I had one in front of me doing all the talking, one behind me over here, and one here. 
So what happened is that the one in front of me, I could see him ready to launch. So he stepped to me. He stepped right into my right hand. I just, I literally fractured both orbital bones, broke his nose and his jaw one shot. <laughs> my hands are that fucking big. Yeah. Hit him, and I'm a monster. And I go backwards and hit the next guy in the elbow right in his forehead. Knock him right the fuck out. And the other one runs. I run. I'm run. My fall, my fucking towel falls off. I'm running after this dude naked. <laughs> right? I dive and grab his ankle. You know, it's a blood. This kid's fast. I'm a fucking, you know, 30-some-odd-year-old fucking man. I grab his ankle, turn him over, and just beat the fuck out of him. Just started hitting him with the bed, some guy's bed and everything. Cops come in, squad, the, uh, what do they call it, the, the special unit they have. Sirens. I go up against the wall, grab the towel, put myself against the wall. Put my hands against the wall. Cops come in, hit me in the back of the fucking leg with a baton, mm -hmm. right? Hit me in the leg. Like a dick, I don't move. Then I realize what I just did. Now they're going to fucking light me the fuck up, right? Because they don't know who's wrong, who's right. It looks like I beat up three guys for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Now they hit me. I'm on the ground. I'm in a fetal position. I'm taking a beating. They put me in uh, two days in solitary confinement. This is why you don't get in trouble out there. Put me in two days in solitary confinement in a room, naked, on a metal bed with air conditioner blowing for two days. Food coming under the, you know, in the in the slot. No pad? No. A metal bed, no pillow, no nothing for two days. Jesus Christ. Then they come and get me, and they say, you know, they bring me in. I have to meet uh, some social director or something like that, whatever they call them. We heard what happened. We heard you were assaulted, and we read your PSI, which, you know, means that, you know, they know my background. We understand you're a tough kid, and we understand what happened. And I was like, okay, thank you. So they let me go back into population. When I went back into population, now I'm really shitting on myself because I just beat up three bloods, right? I'm there the, that same day. I'm doing chin-ups in the bathroom on the, on the toilet, you know, like the, the stalls are at the bar. So I'm doing chin-ups, you know, trying to keep myself in shape. And uh, this dude comes up to me, 5'6", wide as hell, black kid. And I said, how you doing? He goes, Larry, come here. We, we want to talk to you. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to get killed today. Today's the day I'm going to get killed, right? So I go over and talk with him with a bunch of other guys, and his name is Compton. He's the head of the Crips in the jail and was ahead of the Crips on the outside. He had across his chest Compton put in his body with a razor. So he cut a tattoo in his body. said Compton. That was his name. And he says, Larry, listen. I'm going to ask you two questions. Number one, can I train with you and keep in shape with you? I said, yes. That's number one. <laughs> and he goes, number two, he goes, do you mind if we watch over you? Because what you did, you know, there were bloods, with crips. And he goes, you did the right thing. And he goes, can we'll watch over you? And I was like, yes again. Those are two yeses. So I had them with me. They watched over me. They introduced me to the essay, the guy who ran the essays. And before you know it, I was totally protected but still shitting on myself because I always had to be surrounded by somebody because you can get attacked. I used to call my mother every night like the biggest pussy. <laughs> like, you know, act tough. Hey, it's Larry. Hey, Larry. Like, you know, from mom, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, please get a lawyer. Get me out. They got me out. They dropped the charges because the kid I assaulted was a felon. He missed the case. Long and short of it, they dropped the charges and they let me out after about six months. Six, six months. Six months. Jesus six months. Christ. So I had that experience. It was amazing. Did they give you like a cool crip name? No, but you know what happened, though? But you know, you remind me. When I gave Compton 
my mom's phone number to tell her where I'd be. They're bringing me back to L.A. County Jail and releasing me. They released me at 4 in the morning, you know, from all the transiting because Chino's up in the mountains. Scary. It's the worst jail in the country by far. So, and I had to fucking stay there, imagine. So, so what happens is that I, I tell Compton to call my mom to tell her where to go because when we found out, I had no way to tell her. We only can make phone calls a certain part of the day. He called my mom that night, told her where to go. My mom picks me up. She goes, Larry, I knew where to go because that nice boy, Compton, <laughs> called us. <laughs> and he said he loved you and he really, really liked hanging out. And he started talking to me. What a nice boy. I'm like, Ma, let's just leave it at that. I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not even going to go into this story. But can you imagine that? Fuck. Hey, while you were at the glass house, you mentioned those two brothers. Was Michael Francisi in there at that time? What, you have friends back there? I mean, how would you know people? That was a long time ago. No, you mentioned you mentioned those two famous brothers that were in the glass house. The Menendez, Menendez brothers. Menendez. That was a long time ago, bro. How old are you? Because that was in the nineties. Yeah. I watched that whole trial. I remember that. It was horrible. They accused them of raping the father. Raped. That's full of yeah. shit. They shotgunned. Of course, of course. They, they shotgunned the their on the money. Going to the basketball game after killing him. Yeah, yeah. They had Rolexes. They went everywhere. Yo, yeah. no, no. It was a long time. No. Why? What was that? A guy from the Connecticut? No, no, Michael, Michael Francis, he's, he was like a Colombo guy, now he's on YouTube and Oh no, I didn't know, let me tell you something, I'll be honest with you, I don't know many I know, when we grew up, the gangsters loved me I had people like, like a friend of ours, his name is Charlie And they took care of me, they protected me Because they didn't want, you know, I went to I was, That I was Charlie the bodybuilder? Yeah Yeah, I know yeah. And he was, he was dangerous And I'll just leave it at that So, um <laughs> You know, so they protected me. I was I was so lucky. Yeah. You know, they didn't want to see me get involved. They didn't want to see me go with my education, be an athlete. So I got very lucky with these guys. You know, but again, I was blessed. You know, yeah, I was yeah. blessed yeah. because it could have been the other way. They could have took me in and maybe be a part of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know. So. Yeah, making the king. Like, look at this guy. You know. Oh no, no. no it some is. of them fat slob bodyguards. Oh no. Yeah. It's yeah exactly. You know, you're absolutely right, man. How's Charlie doing physically these days? He's got to be over seventy. Well, he was he was the best bodybuilder over sixty for years. He looked fucking Remember nuts. Seen him at Boca at that Jim Bradford to earlier. Yeah, he veins was everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Leg pressing the whole stack. He gave my first hernia. He came training with me at uh, level five. We did his leg routine. I got a hernia. Where are you groin? Yeah, right here on the side. Yeah, he decided so, yeah. to go on everything in his sixties. Oh, he looked nuts, and he yeah. hated bodybuilding. He was a powerlifter. He had arms that were like twenty three inches his whole life. So his nickname, a.k.a. Charlie Arms. But he was just amazing. But he was terrifying. He would go in the gym where we train, East Coast Fitness, where we all grow up. He'd throw the fucking owners out. <laughs> He'd throw the fucking owners out. I mean, like, you know, they would... I remember one time, they shut the lights off because they weren't putting the weights away. Charlie was in the sunbed. Uh, so he got so pissed off, he turned all the fucking lights out and threw the fucking owners out. <laughs> threw the owners out. And then uh, I would come in. He, I was like his little prodigy. And I would walk, hey, Larry. He goes, here, take some T-shirt. He's behind the counter. He makes me a smoothie, gives me some T-shirt for free. I'm like, this. I'm like, to the owners, I'm sorry, man. And they wouldn't say a fucking word. I'd leave out. It was like Santa Claus every day when I see him. He was terrifying. He scared us all, man. You don't even know if he had a body in his trunk when he came to the gym. You don't even know fuck. He was scary. Reminds me of somebody that never opens their trunk, ever. It was all right. Ever. I don't know. You could open it one day on film, right? One day in the far, far future. 
I still have that bomb gas mask you can wear when you do it. Maybe it'll protect you. Larry, would you come on again? Because it's about that time for us to start oh, wrapping man, up. Please, it was, I'd yeah. love hanging Dude, out with you. Seeing you guys thanks, again. Man. Honestly, you know. this was one of the most fascinating podcasts Absolutely. that I've ever been on, and the ones I watch on the internet. Really? Much better. I like the authenticity, and I like the good character as far as yeah, it's better than drug the, free. the ooey the and gooey well, bullshit and, and, and doing what talk. we all aspire not to do, not to hate anybody. No, you're right. You know, my, my partner calls me Forrest Gump for all my stories. <laughs> That's what he calls me. They because, you called know, you that lucky. back in the day. What do you say, one day at LA Fitness, I film a, you three working out for your channel? Absolutely. Oh, that'd yeah. be fun as you're hell. you good? Yeah. Everyone's in? Absolutely. Yeah. And I hope, yeah. yeah. And I hope the show gets a lot of views and What's anything it? I do to help, you know, the you know me. Podcast gets more. The podcast, like on the website, how many views? It gets a lot, right? Uh, Our one is in the UK. Who, who who runs that? So I got. At one out. point, I remember it was like a hundred thousand listens in a certain amount of. Time. Well, I think I think we could break that. Yeah. yeah. We only touched on a couple of stories. We yeah. got we got a lot more. You we got guys, a lot of more. You guys always <laughs> train at the same time. Um, what time do you go there? I go at like five five thirty. Yeah, that's sometimes we're there. Yeah. Sometimes we go to Wellington. Yeah, they're getting the around. treatments. They move around. Okay. They move. Around. The one in I like. I like that Lantana one. They have that. Me too. They have that trap bar. It's spaced out nice in there. It too. is. Yeah. It is. You know, it, it gets a little tense in there because people don't put their weights away. That's the worst one ever. Yeah, these man. younger kids. They I don't put their weights. Well, away. when I would go there, I would go there before work on my because I live up in West Palm. I would come down. Oh, cool. Go there and then go. Then to on work my way home in, in the morning. Yeah. Well, all you guys out there, do yourselves a favor. Put your weights away. No, they don't. I mean, honestly, do, do yourself a favor. get big, big Richard back in action. Because that's the problem. Though, there's no, there's nobody that works at the gym to go around and police it. Yeah, gotta, the, but I don't think you really mean. I don't think there's a guy who owns Rock Fitness up in, uh, in West Palm. He owns Rock Fitness, and he has he had he has professional athletes funding him now, building gyms. He's one of my greatest friends, Rock, and his gyms. You can eat in his bathroom on the floor. You don't put your weight away, he'll be in your ass. Yes, that's great. And that's the way. He has his desk at the front. He watches everything. Everything is where it's supposed to be. And that's what, just be courteous, man. You know? Yeah, they got a problem with that dumbbell racket. At our our place. You can't find nothing. Every one of them is like that. Yeah. It's funny. In Connecticut, I've never seen that at any any gym. Yeah. When I came down here to Delray, L.A. the first time, and there's dumbbells all over the floor, I've never seen that. Oh no, you're you're you know, and I've never seen it myself, yeah. and it's so disrespectful, and it causes tension in the gym, causes a lot of tension in the gym because guys get pissed at other people, and then yeah. I start, there was a, almost a fight there. I was there Saturday, and it was one of my good friends who's a federal officer and a fucking Florida cop for 16 years almost went at it, because they had no room, dumbbells are there, one's in front of the other guy, they start talking before you know it, they were enraged, and the cop said he goes, it creates a lot of tension. Yeah. You know, I'm walking out the door. These guys are going outside yeah. to fight. I'm like, I'm with them. And I'm like, oh, what am I doing? Two cops. Yeah. And then you see a guy training. going to jail. <laughs> guys training, grabbing five sets of dumbbells, putting them around their bench. I hate that morning. The hell yeah. is that yeah. all about? No, I hate that. Who, who wrote that workout? Out? That didn't happen back in the day. Who wrote that workout? I don't know. You know, the best workout, you know how you get around that? Jay Cutler showed me. It's called 12 10 8s. You do a set of 12, like do, say you're doing lap pull down, or say curls. Set of 12. You wait eight seconds with the same weight, set of 10. You wait eight to 10 seconds, a set of eight. That's 30 reps with the same weight with barely any time in between, 12, 10, eights. That's like supersetting with dumbbells. And the pump you get and the strength you get, he was so right. I did it for a month. It was amazing. My weights went through the roof. Jake Cullen. Yeah, it's intense. 
All right. Good time, guys. Well, thanks, thanks for coming stuff. over, Larry. Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks for coming on, Larry. It was great. Good to change it up from the normal nonsense. Absolutely. Appreciate it. We'll what do it nice again, Larry. Thanks. Thank you for coming. Good night. <laughs>